come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. We're a uh, movie talk show podcast where we watch movies that are chosen round robin by one of the freak show regulars every week. Then we talk about it for your listening pleasure and enjoyment. Maybe. Who are these internet radio superstars? <laughs> Hopefully. Sean. Holly. Michaela. And I'm Colin. And we want to remind you that uh, every review that you give us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you found us, uh, helps us, uh, you know, it's one of those, al- the algorithms and mm, how they work yeah. and it raises us up the more we have and we get heard by more people like you. So, uh, why don't you go on over there, wherever you found us, take a moment and give us a star, a like, a thumbs up, whatever the service has. We'd appreciate it. Thank you. You can also write into us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show, on Twitter, at Sad Freak Show, by email, Saturday Night Freak Show, yahoo.com, or on Instagram, at Saturday Night Freak Show, follow along for the time of your life, and tonight's movie was chosen by, Michaela, Michaela, what did we watch yesterday? We went on a freak show field trip, by the Yay. time you're hearing this movie, has been out for a week now, mm. uh, to see Pet Cemetery 2019, mm-hmm. directed by, Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Woodmeyer. Who also did Starry Eyes, which I, is a really good movie. Actually, I really like that movie. You saw it? Yeah. Anybody else? I no, no, I own it actually. Do you? Yes. Um, Scream the TV series. They did that. Yeah, uh, Holidays. Um, one of the episodes. One of the episodes of Holidays, and they're going to be doing the upcoming Mama too. I know. I saw that poster. Oh, oh really? Yikes. I was like, yeah. Did we need a Mama too? Nope. Yeah. What's your title? Wow. <laughs> Holly knows her mind yeah. on that one. Yeah. It was an okay movie, but like, do we need to know more about I Mama? Say, I don't know. No, I don't think okay. so. I think it's safe to say that ninety percent of the time we don't need another one. Yeah. yeah. But Just we, don't. the hope, the fire of hope burns eternal that maybe uh, they found a good reason for making a movie. So we'll show up. I'm like willing to bet Je- Jessica Chastain is not going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody from the first movie yeah. shows up. Mama's going to be like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's more on me. the poster yeah. for Mama 2. Well, it, what, like, it's Mama, like, numeral 2. Why is it not comma T-O-O? Like, why not mess with the, I don't know, it seems like it make more sense. So these guys are basically neophytes in the Hollywood system coming from an independent Mm -hmm. background. Um, Okay, so I guess before we begin talking. It's going to be spoiler. Yeah. Mm. This mm-hmm. is, oh, we can't not. There's no way to talk about this movie without talking about spoilers. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think so. So if yeah. you haven't seen Pet Cemetery, we gave you a week. This one or the first one. Yeah. 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 Uh, we and also, the book. Or the book. And the book. <laughs> so 35 years worth of spoiler content is yeah. about to happen. We're going to talk about the all, all of it. Uh, and we also, we already talked about it uh, not too long ago on our episode Pet Cemetery, right. 1989, which you can go back and find mm-hmm. uh, and take. It was a, a good episode. A it was a good episode. Okay, so um, yeah, what? Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, what? Okay. Why? Why? So you have to <laughs> come up with a reason to make a remake of uh, uh, of anything, right? I mean, that's what the whole. Can I give a little bit? I listened to an interview with both the directors today, and was like. Come on, bring, give me your justifications here. Sure. So, and they provided a lot of backstory. Actually, this movie's been in development hell for a very long time. Um, the script that we saw was written over ten years ago. 
Really? Yes. It has been updated and changed a little bit here and there. But Matt Greenberg of H2O yeah, wrote he was this script 10 credit. years ago. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then uh, Jeff Bueller, Midnight Me Train, and that recent movie, The Prodigy, yeah. he did the most recent write on okay. it. But those are the only two people credited writing. Um, it's been in development hell for a long time. Alexander Aja was at- attached to direct at one point in time, and he actually walked when they did the big change with Ellie and Gage. He, when he stepped on the project, they said, here's the script, and that's what it was, and he said, that's not the story, oh, really? I'm not doing it, yeah. and then he walked. Uh-huh. Good for him, I guess. Uh, like I, I, mean, I, I respect him for... I think he'll end up better off. I mean, he's I think a he's doing fine. Movie yeah. Oh, Kill I'll go see it. Movie. Wait, is I that mean, the... Crawled, crawler? Like, crawler. Yeah, I just heard about that. They were just talking about that. That sounds great. I know. Yeah. I'm all down for the Killer Crocodile right? movie. Bring it back. And uh, so so this basically anyone who stepped into this project, the script has already been written and Paramount's been like, it's not changing. This is how it is. Um, Dennis Widmeyer and Kevin Kolsch said when they got the script that it was even farther from the book than what we saw, which was really hard for me to believe because I don't know how much farther you get yeah. away than what we saw. Um, but they said that when they got the script, there was no Zelda in it at all. And um, there was hardly any Judd in it at all. And they said that they made arguments to add back in what we saw. But mm. they were not. They were also not given any writing credits or any passes at the script. They just basically said they made their case for those things, and then someone else wrote it in. Mm. So this is a very like studio controlled project because mm-hmm. they're holding on to the the. I mean, because I always want, it's an it cash grab, right? Yeah, that's yes. why yes. after ten years, somebody's like, you know, we have this pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal if we mm-hmm. can cash in on like one of the biggest, you know, right. uh, mm-hmm. Stephen King properties. Yeah. yeah, and it is one of the ones that's like. That's ripe for a remake. It's been for 30 an- years. For one. That's, um, yeah. They could make another one and try mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. When they said they were going to do it, I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. We could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Hey, man. Do you remember I when we talked about stuff. this movie the last time? I, we, were we all against the what, idea of a remake? This is before it came out. The first time we saw a trailer, most of us were excited. By the second trailer, a lot of us had lost our excitement. That <laughs> yes. was how it went. Yes. <laughs> we got to talk when about We heard this John Lithgow was cast. Yeah, yeah. We were all like, yay! And then... Yeah. It's all been downhill since then. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, it's like I always try to imagine, you know, what it would be like to work in Hollywood and be called into a meeting. You know, it's like, I want to do something next. I'm a new, you know, director. I've got this. And they come at you and they're like, well, how about, you know, some classic movie? And you're like, well, if uh, if I don't do it, somebody else is gonna, Mm -hmm. you know, and this could be the one that does it for me. And, you Mm -hmm. know. And so well, you, what if I never get offered a project this big again? Yeah. What if this is my only chance? You know, they were saying Starry Eyes was made for under three hundred thousand dollars, and this movie had like a twenty-five million dollar budget. How do you say? How do you say no to that when, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. didn't have that budget go to green screens? I feel like it went to green Dang. screens. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I mean, the woods don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, they had to build that staircase. Sean, they had to build that ancient staircase up to the burial go? ground. They go up. All right, so is that what we want to do? We want to talk about the the differences. Should we do what, pros what, and cons? What, what, well, what we're we going to do? Let's just go through Sorry. the plot because it's so different than the other versions of this. Like the plot's all out of order, and it Should does just, completely different things. It makes completely wild choices that make no sense. 
Should we just start at the beginning? That stupid cold open that has no point? Well, see, this is the way I took the cold (laughs) open. All right? Mm -hmm. The cold open is a drone shot of uh, you're flying over the woods. Is that fucking trees? The shot shot Sean said I never want to see again. (laughs) I I I literally rolled my eyes. I thought about you. I'm like, oh, Jesus, not again. I was like, Sean literally just said weeks ago, I never need to see the shot again. I'll be fine. And what does this movie open with Uh, then? I was like, he's immediately out. He's already like, I'm out. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Fine. Instantly mm. thought of you. I was like, I, w- I wish Sean was here right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it, it goes over. You eventually see this burning house, and then you know that's Judd's house. It's on fire, right. and then you go to uh, the Creed house, and there's little dirt footprints leading up to the door, and there's blood coming out of the thing, and then we fade out. And I'm like, there. This is so starting stupid. with the climax, the morning after the right. original movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, for for people who are going into it uh, cold. I don't see the point of like saying, look, this is going to end badly. We, we yeah. bought a ticket to a horror movie. <clears throat> yeah. We this know. Is, this is for people who have seen the other movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of this movie I felt was for people. Like it relies heavily on you having already experienced the first movie and they make choices that you wouldn't make if you were just making a movie for the first time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Exactly. And I think that's its biggest weakness. Well, the, uh, yeah. The, as a person who definitely saw the uh, first movie. Mm hmm. Why did they need to put that in there at the beginning? Again, I, also, had to be I know where time, it's going right? to go. Mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. You don't mm-hmm. need to show me that shit's going to go wrong. I bought a ticket to a horror movie. I, I know a, it's going to go yeah, bad. I bought a ticket yeah. to Pet Cemetery. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, know. I don't. I was, like I said, I think yeah. it's a tip. Uh, it's a tip to the, the fans of the first one. Or, you know, or to, you know, you're coming in at the, at the moment, the last one, the morning after the last one ended. And then we're mm-hmm. going to reverse it. And then we're going to show you the new alternate universe it, version. It felt like happened. a studio note to me. It felt like a studio note being like, we need a cold open. We can, just can't open yeah. on them driving up the highway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, oh, this like. opens too happy. What can we put in front of this? Right. Yeah. 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 I agree. Well, the story is well, uh, a- basically mm-hmm. the same as the <laughs> prior, the, the both the book and the prior version. Uh, it's about a family called the Creeds. There's uh, Lewis, his wife, uh, Rachel. Rachel, Rachel, daughter, uh, Ellie, and son, toddler, Gage, and uh, you know, the uh, cat church, mm-hmm. they move out to the country, they buy a big house and there's woods behind the house. And in the woods, there's a fucking pet cemetery, like a regular pet cemetery where yeah. everybody buries their kids. Mm-hmm. And you got the creepy neighbor across the street or their kids. Sorry. Their pets. pets and, sometimes they're kids. I was like, yeah. I was going to correct you. I'm like, well, where it goes. And uh, yeah, you got the creepy old or whatever, kindly old curmudgeon who lives across the street who knows everything about what's going on here. Yeah, except in this movie, he's not. He doesn't say that in this movie because there's no relationship between him or anyone else in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So this was an issue. Okay, so I mean, like fairly early on in the movie, like you know, you're sitting there going, like, all right, so obviously these filmmakers have to strike out on their own and create their own kind of, uh, you know plot through mm-hmm. or you know pathway through this story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i wondered in the original movie there's an economy of storytelling at the beginning where judd comes over rescues i think gage from going in the you know there's foreshadowing right. there mm-hmm. and meets the 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 uh, family takes everybody down to the pet cemetery at some point i think it's seen later and uh you know basically explains what the place is if you take that out then there are things that happen later in dialogue that I don't understand how characters know these things because exactly. they were never friends with Judd. Yeah. Exactly. They like 
I, I think going into this and being excited that John Lithgow was going to play Judd, the thing I was looking forward to most was hearing all those monologuing stories about yeah. the road, about the the history of Ludlow, about uh, Timmy Baderman. Uh, yeah. We'll get to that later. And like all that stuff. And you don't get any of that. Like no, he yeah. biffed, I think. They one cut of the most, him down so much. In, mm-hmm. Just in the dialogue. And again, this is, you know, we're sitting here as audiences of the original movie. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's no way that, and we saw it young. And, we all said it the last time that we all saw it when we were fairly young. So, you know, is it tinged with nostalgia? Right. I am surprised oh, now, sure. like just looking at some of the reaction to the new movie, how many people disparage the first one? Like yeah. the first ones. No, I can't, I can't talk to those people. That'll hurt my feelings. Yeah. I yeah. can't. Cause I, I went after I saw the movie. I'm like, all right, I have to know everything. And yeah, so the, I have to be on the internet for a day yeah. looking at all <laughs> thoughts on old and new Pet Cemetery. Yeah. It's just what I do. And I came across a lot of people just like, well, obviously the you know the not so great old Pet Cemetery. Like, How dare you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? Step That's off. Like, it seems yeah. like it's almost a shared, like the mainstream critics, a lot of them are saying that, you know, the first one was shit and this one's not any better. Or it's better than the first one. Or, right. And it's, then the it's average ratings are user. very hard, though. We're the average folks, you know, doing reviews on Letterboxd and all this stuff. We're also saying, like, you know, a good number of them are like, well, the first one. And I think, you fight know, me. come fight me. That's what I was saying to that. Even when we talked about the first one the last time, I think that there are, you know, I think the, the consensus was it's not a perfect movie, but it's a, but it's so close. And it's a, it's an effective movie. Yeah, yes, it, it is. It's not perfectly effective. Very yeah. effective movie. And that's what lingers in your head. But when you go back and watch it, you're like, well, that was a little clunky. This didn't need to be there. And I remember, I think, uh, the last time saying that uh, one of my personal problems with the first one was the over-reliance on, you know, amping up the supernatural stuff, you know, so there was always something happening. I'm like, yeah, you could ease back on that a mm-hmm. little bit, mm-hmm. which this movie does. It strips out the yeah. uh, the the maid. Yeah, Missy. Missy's Missy Dandridge. Missing, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Takes out Timmy Baderman. Right. Timmy yeah. Ba- yeah, Timmy Baderman is reduced to a Google headline. Yeah. Right. yeah. I understand it's really hard to avoid Googling in a modern movie, but like... But that was, like I said, that was another one of those moments where we were looking forward to John Lithgow monologuing and maybe having yes. a flashback, and we yeah. didn't get that. Yeah. That was a time he could have spoke that they took away from him. We also didn't get the spot flashback of him and his dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. With so many those, things were reduced to Google headlines. Like, yeah. Trying not to... You go in and try and see the movie you got versus right. what yeah. we had before, right. but it's, it's kind of... Yeah, obviously, it's hard with a movie yeah. like this, but... Those those are really good little storytelling moments for those yes. characters and for the movie as a whole. And that it's just a, like a little flavor to everything that ends up happening later. Yeah. yeah, and like we said, they just kind of don't do that. They don't give him that chance in this movie. I didn't mm-hmm. feel that that Lithgow and Lewis had like a relationship. No, like, no, like, no, no, no. The first one. Yeah, and I'm like, that's why these things. You know why. Lewis goes with them in the first one. Why, you know, Judd feels like I need to do this for the the family is because, like, they connect on some level as, yeah. like, pals. I'm yeah. going to be that person, but in the book, they have, like, a father-son relationship, and he talks about, like, he's the dad I never had, the dad I always yeah. wanted, and, like, they're even closer in the book. Sure. So, I, 
anyone who calls this movie an adaptation, it's it's not an adaptation. It could not be farther from the book. It's like they tried to make a a left turn every time the book went no, right. Is what it, it brings seems like. back things from the book that were missing the first time around. I would say Oz, it references. They, I wouldn't yeah. say it brings back. I well, would say it right, references. Okay. It Talking about a Wendigo? The Wendigo, the thing yeah. you mentioned, Wendigo. never gets brought up again. Yeah, I thought we were going to see that thing yeah. in the woods. No, yep. no but yeah. that's mentioned. I think that is like mentioned in the book. The the original. Yeah, movie but you just see it at the end of the book. Indians. You see it at the end of the book for a split second. I mean, it's like a line of like, and then. The Wendigo stood up, and then that's it. That's like all it uh, happens. Yeah, 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 it's in the, and you hear it a lot in the book. It's like it's like did always we, around. Did we see an outline of it in the woods in this movie? I, I think so because I thought I thought I did. I was looking up into the trees. It's and like I thought up there was high. Maybe some, yeah, yes. okay. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's the shot. Okay. Well, they didn't make going, it obvious uh, enough. If you no, had to work for no, it, it was yeah, not okay. obvious. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's it. Well, and another thing that they like, another thing that they bring in and is no one reacts to and then is never mentioned again is the ritual of like how they bury these animals the right. kids with the masks mm-hmm. like all these characters are nonplussed by seeing this first of all and then like it never amounts to why anything are the, why yeah. do the kids wear masks in so this the ritual? daughter can wear a mask when she comes back yeah. I, I guarantee they reverse engineered that yeah. shit because masks are creepy yeah. yeah it is the weirdest thing I mean I know I've seen like old Halloween photos and stuff like that where sure. kids wear masks like right. that but yeah this was like okay, so this is a design element. Like no one actually goes and does mm-hmm. this ever anywhere, no. nope. right? Except in a movie yes. where this is a thing that they like, said when she comes back, freaky. wouldn't it be creepy if she was wearing a rabbit mask? And then they reverse engineered how that happened, yeah. right? Because they saw a picture somewhere yep. like that yep. would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. how you called the characters nonplussed. Yeah, like, that's a big thing in this movie. That's most, every- most people in this are just nonplussed. Yeah. to be but where like, they are. You ju- you are literally pulling up to move into your new house, and you see kids walking through your yard wearing animal masks, carrying a dead animal in a wheelbarrow, and you're like. Banging oh, a drum, yeah, huh. right. It's at That's this it. moment like there's no, they're not. Normal people would try and have like moments of levity because they're yeah. just watching creepy kids walk through the woods yeah. to be like, well, that's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they don't. I want these people to express how they're feeling out loud a little yeah. bit more. Yes, yeah, and, absolutely. You know, kind of act like human beings, right? Not like they're being some force is traumatizing them 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're yeah. still human beings. Like right. there's Well, you cast Jason Clark in your movie, so, uh, I mean, clearly so... you're looking at the most <laughs> yes. expressive uh, actor. <laughs> I mean, he's the guy who transformed into uh, Ted Kennedy for his turn. Chappaquiddick. Chappaquiddick. <laughs> yeah. Right, um, everybody? I mean, saw that? I mean yeah. do, do you want me to save my Jason Clark thing for my wrap-up? No, let's hear about Jason okay. Clark. <laughs> uh, we talk a lot off mic about Jason Clark because I have what I call Scott Eastwood syndrome with him, mm. where I see him in a million things, and then I'm like, wait, that guy was in that movie? Because mm-hmm. I have no memory of it whatsoever. No, no, you remember his turn as the Terminator. Oh, sorry. He Gen Wysis, like yeah, I like to call Terminator. it. How dare you spoil that <laughs> movie? <laughs> He's, He's not John the Terminator. Connor. He's, John He's Connor. a Terminator. No. What? <laughs> Don't spoil that movie. No, okay. Yeah, uh, really, I'm doing ahead. you a favor, dear readers. <laughs> I know Winchester, I've seen him in at least 10 movies. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yep. Right. Uh, I saw him in Everest, which I don't recommend. Great Gatsby, Lawless, oh, Zero yeah, Dark Thirty. Oh, yeah. He's in all these what? movies. I know. I remember him being like in a military thing, and I'm like, was he in 13 Hours? It was Zero Dark Zero Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty. Right? Okay. Yeah, wow. yeah. Lawless, Great Gatsby. Yeah. Guys, go look at his credits. You'll be astounded at how many times you've seen Jason Clark in movies and don't Planet realize it. Apes is best movie. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Like, so yeah, my thing is like, I have no memory of this guy. Like, I like see right through him, whatever. Right. And so when I heard he was cast in this movie, I was like, oh no. Like this is gonna be terrible, and now now I think he's just straight up bad. Now I don't even think he's not memorable. After this movie, I'm like, no, he's 
bad. You know, he's Australian. I don't think. Yeah. That's like no excuse. Yeah. No, but I mean, there's, you know, some people you got to do accents and all that other stuff. And usually. But he keeps getting these roles. He keeps getting leading man roles. He's been doing them for like over 10 years now. Get your shit together, man. I liked like him in like uh, those moments where he him. has like the really teary eyes and just looks like he's been destroyed. He has, he has that look in like every it's, movie. Yeah, that, that, like exa- right. that like exhausted, emptied look. That's yeah. why he cast that's Jason why, Clark. That's, yeah. why that's what this. he can yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. I feel like he didn't get go far enough with that in this movie. I agree. I no. feel yeah. like everyone was emotionless and flat and cardboard in this yeah. movie. The scene that I also you... I feel like the the dialogue contributed to that a lot though. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. A lot. Wouldn't... The screen, yeah, screenplay for this movie absolutely. is absolutely terrible. nobody talks yes. like an actual human being. Uh the the <laughs> big moment uh you know of the uh, the losing a child in the original movie, I mean, like everybody gives Dale Midkiff shit for you know he's like, way he's, better. Uh, but that but was hot that take. Moment, he's way better. That yeah. moment lands like the agony that that man yes. suffers. <gasps> yeah, is that over the top? I don't it's, think that yeah, in that moment really the, that's over the top. I would no. say anything goes in that moment, <laughs> right? Yeah, anything. that's yeah. what I'm saying. If yeah, you're gonna so. go over the top, yeah. that's the moment. That's the time to do, to do it. it. You yeah. should. You should be. In pieces, yeah. At that point, yes. I was surprised by the lack of like impact that it yeah. had in this movie. Because they sign instead of going for like the first one does all those flash cuts and the, you know, the, the shoe, which is really effective yeah. too. Yeah, the slow mo shoe flipping across the, and the, the pictures the, burning. The pictures, like, yeah. This one does a uh, it it the sound goes down and so it's like that kind of like everybody's just numb. That you deafening get to see like them hum, yeah. yeah. And it's like wow, we just like nothing's happening. Here. Nothing. And honestly, it like the way the accident happened, I had a lot of logistical problems with. First of all, this road's not that busy. Did you guys notice that? Mm-hmm. There, we saw two trucks go by in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the first one when they get like, there, and then the one that hits her. That's it. There should have been something where they're doing more stuff outside and just a truck in the back. Yeah, but but even that. still, she was in the road for so long before yeah. that truck came yeah. and hit her. Yeah. She was hanging out in the road for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like, and the she doesn't even get hit by the truck. The tanker flies off and yeah. hit, hits mm-hmm. her. Like, that's how just, she dies. We're making what? this too yes. complicated. Exactly. Well, she just it, gets hit by a truck. But, but that's so they because if they hit a kid with a truck, they're gonna that kid's gonna get fucked up. Yeah. yeah say, that's my next problem is that she's just off in a ditch with hardly a spot no, of blood. nothing, not a scratch. There's on hardly her. any yeah. blood. Yeah. There's like a little bit on the truck, and yeah. that's it. The way that that scene the was orchestrated, too. yeah, mm-hmm. is like multiple times it did this because again as i said earlier it's relying on you having seen the original movie so it's going to put stuff in there that i'm like would you need this if you weren't like it it takes you up to i mean it's no secret at this point you've seen the trailers uh ellie gets killed not gage in this movie um and so you know, we see this, the way the scene's orchestrated. Gage is running for the road. Lewis has to run out there. No, Gage, you know, yeah. and he actually does the I think the uh, the truck steers away, like sees them at the last minute yeah. and turns and ends, ends up hitting Ellie's Which is, been in the road. In that moment, that is the most emotion we see from him is the fear no, the, of, yeah, of Gage, Gage getting hit. Yeah. yeah, that's the most we see out of him. Mm-hmm. But was that whole fake out thing? I mean, like that was there because it's like, as I'm uh, watching a remake and I know this is where Gage gets hit mm-hmm. that it's like, Oh, that's a surprise. Gage didn't get hit. Yeah. But then the fucking the trailer. trailers yeah. for this movie, which I don't understand the marketing push at all. Like the very no. first trailer, it's the most baffling marketing I've ever seen in- yeah, Ever. The, the first trailer is ambiguous. You're like, okay, I'm watching a remake of Pet Cemetery, and they're not showing me. Obviously, they're they're high, they're holding on to the reveal, you mm-hmm. know, for people who haven't seen it. Right. And then the second trailer was like, now we're going to spoil all the moments in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 
all the yes. moments in the movie. And then when you're watching the movie, the movie is like calibrated to uh, subvert your expectation at all of these moments be- of where you'd seen these things in the first movie. Even, but the trailer undid it all. But the trailer yeah, undid trailer, it because exactly. even exactly. uh, Judd going, looking for, you know, the intruder in his house. Yeah. And we see this shot from underneath the bed. And I'm like, well, that shot's there because we expect him to get sliced because Gage is hiding underneath the bed, yeah. right, Ellie, in this case. Yeah, right. yeah. But I'm like, why else is that shot there? Right. Yeah, it's exactly. there because you saw the first movie. I'm like, this infuriates me. Oh, yeah. same. I, I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah. There's another trailer I, thing. We're just like, yeah, the trailer ruined it. Happen. Yeah, we know yeah. it's going to happen on the stairs. Could you imagine had we all been in the theater not knowing Ellie was the one who dies and the Gage fake out happened and then Ellie died? I might have actually like been on board for a little bit. Right. I might yeah. have gotten back on board yeah. for a little Definitely bit. Definitely more you know? surprised. The execution is still not great. No, I would have thought it was but ballsy at least, I though. I would have been like, oh, shit. Oh, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Like, I would have been yeah. like, all right, maybe they'll yeah. keep doing something. But instead, shit I was mad because I was like, how dare you? I was more like, how fucking dare you do the Gage? Because like, when the yeah, Gage went there, I was how, like, well, I know it's not him. How dare you do the fake out when we all know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was very annoyed by the fake out because I was like, yeah. I'm not stupid. Don't yeah. don't do this to me. Like it would have been it would have been better if they'd killed Gage. Kill both kill <laughs> Well yeah, yeah. Cause that would be that, that point, would be the book called was, Pet Cemetery. I was well, right, but also just like the trailer gave everything away, but then they go back and they actually kill him. Yeah. She died. I was secretly hoping for I that, was too. But I was like, there's too much footage of Ellie dead in the trailer for that to be the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the poster, she's front and center. Yeah, on the exactly. Poster. Yeah. I'm like Fuck. I was secretly hoping I was wrong though. I was like, <laughs> like prove me wrong movie mm-hmm. and it never did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose I give them credit for being like, This is ballsy. If we're gonna do a remake of a movie that everybody knows which again i'm like then this is not a good reason to make a remake nope mm. if everybody knows it that means that this movie mm-hmm. is still a current thing in exactly people's mind yeah. and what the fuck is the point of doing it again mm-hmm. but at least so then we're going to subvert their expectations and like make the third act a completely different story like okay it's not pet cemetery then it's fucking wakewood or mm-hmm. something right you ever see like basically the etymology of this story is the monkey's paw yeah it right? really is to uh, Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. and then there was a movie called Wakewood with uh, Aiden Gillen from uh, Game oh, of she, Thrones yeah, that's and, right. and Timothy Spall, and it was a it took place in uh, in England. It was like this folk horror thing, and they lose their daughter and they bring her back to life, and she comes back and starts. You know, I'm like, and she was like ten years old, and I'm like, okay, I saw this before. Right. I'm like, so yeah. this is not a genius thing that the well, uh, the makers right. of the new Pet Cemetery like, came the, like the. F- the original Pet Cemetery in the book are so bleak, and the bleakness is compounded by the fact that it's like a two-year-old that dies. So when you shift that to an eight, nine, ten-year-old, like that's already less tragic. So I don't like I don't understand what the point of that was, other than like we just don't want to make the same movie, which is not a good reason to me. You know what I wonder, and because uh, I uh, there was some interview that I read with these two directors where they signed up, kind of alluded to this or something that the idea of like working with a child actor is an extremely difficult thing, especially at that age and blah blah blah. And I'm like, Miko, you was fucking, fucking dead in the 80s. telling me, yeah, that like somehow in the past we were able to do this, and, and now, now we you can't. can't. Or now you're like, well, it's too difficult, and we can't fucking create the kid with CG. It'd be, it wouldn't look good. So we're just gonna make the kid ten years we old. We have a twenty five million dollar budget, Colin, but we can't, we can't do a two three year old actor. That's no. just not yeah. gonna work. I mean, to their credit, they also couldn't create a realistic CGI truck, yeah, uh, tanker mm-hmm. at a certain point. So maybe they couldn't do a kid. Maybe they're just like, ha, ah, I don't but know like, if we can do it. A lot of the like, I don't know, like the thing that makes the original so great is that like 
Miko Hughes doesn't know he's in a horror movie. Yeah. He's having a great time yeah. running yeah. around with that rubber yeah. scalpel, you know? <laughs> and like, I, like, it always makes me laugh, that reverse footage of him falling backwards in the hallway. Because like, yeah. it's clearly like he was laying down and stood up and ran. Like, they yeah. reversed the footage. Yeah. Not Dude, fair. Not fair. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Use yeah. old school tricks like that. Like, you don't have to Man, CGI this show. Uh, you know that, that, that a 10-year-old girl would be creepier than a 3-year-old kid until I saw a pet cemetery. Said no one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that girl's a ham sandwich. She's terrible. She is terrible. She's a uh, fucking ham Jette sandwich. Lawrence? Oh, she doesn't matter. She or... she won't go anywhere. She's terrible. Matter. Well, is she terrible? Or, because the I mean, there's a lot of circumstances. I, la- I out loud laughed, laughed at some of the shit she was saying. Well, it squanders so much potential, right? Uh, it it squandered the whole idea of the the story kind of. Uh, you know, it it raises a lot of metaphysical questions of, you know, like uh, if because uh, I think the first one, there was a whole idea that the conversation about if church dies is like, but if you believe in something hard enough, you know, would God let, you know, my mm-hmm. cat come back if I really if I pray hard, like why, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all these kind of things. They didn't like, establish any of that. They don't. They just no. they, they, There were scenes that where they were talking about it, but it seemed like it was more trying to build the character for Rachel. Yes. And her yes. past trauma. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk oh, about we're that. gonna get to that fucking <clears throat> shit. Oh, yeah. I was so oh mad at that. God. That, that well, almost we, made me walk let's out. Please honestly. make sure that any of these things, like we're gonna talk about that, let's not forget to yeah. talk about yeah. them. Well, let's make all, some yeah. notes because yeah. we gotta yeah, talk so about. Say, please write well, this down. This might be a long to, episode. Yeah, we gotta talk about. We have to talk about these things. I don't want to sidetrack us. This is a minor detail before I forget. But do you guys get really irrationally annoyed when they change minor things that are inconsequential? Because it's like, why change it? For example, they changed it from them being from Chicago to being from Boston. Like why? Yeah, why change that? Why does that matter? I don't like, yeah, but, uh, see, it, see, that didn't bother me. But, things like but that it does make a difference, me. though, because it's driving distance and not flying distance. So you don't have the whole airport thing with Pascal. Right. That whole thing got cut out. Well, and the reason that you know, like, and uh, and Rachel being gone when uh, Church is buried and yeah. all that other stuff is like it doesn't work the same way this mm. time. Um, or when Gage is, yeah, it was from Church and yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the changes that irritated me were less about like. I mean, you there's know, so many. Yeah, take but, your fucking pick, Colin. There's so many changes. Well, the the key phrase of dialogue is you know the heart the 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 stone of or the, sorry, the, the, the stone the, of a man's heart the, the soil man's of a man's heart is stonier. stonier. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it throwaway it line can. in yeah. this, and I'm like, but it has no meaning because Nothing. you left out the part that women have secrets, but the heart, of the the soil yeah. of a man's heart is stonier, yeah. and, and we yeah. have to keep this a secret Se- yeah. because this is a secret thing we're doing. And I'm like, okay, I get that in the first one, yeah. and this one is just like, but the soil of a man's heart is stonier, Lewis, and you're like, everyone yeah. seemed like okay. they didn't want to say that stuff, <laughs> and they yeah. took right. it away from Pascal. That was his line. He was supposed to say that yeah, as a warning to. Yeah, uh, he says it while he's dying to Lewis, and instead he just says the barrier cannot be broken and they cut down Pascal to fucking they, nothing that, okay, yeah. that first 20 minutes of this movie is on a fucking train I mean it, they're just it's go they're so going so quick they're going they don't it's like they don't allow for anything to like like let's give it a minute let's Let breathe, it breathe here yeah. for a second and I think yeah. that's what a movie like this with this heavy of a subject matter needs yeah. I think the better yeah. version and again like I said, I'm not making apologies for the first movie. I love it. Don't get it's, me wrong, Michaela. No, but I. I realize I that like perfect. you could make a better movie than that movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I forgot. Oh no, Colin. I was there was say, a... like, but this isn't it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Colin. Don't you remember nine months ago when I was really excited for this movie and then that disappeared? Really, like I, there was a point in time I was looking forward to this remake and. 
<laughs> See, I've always been sitting there going like, they don't need to, to do this. You know, it's like, but whatever, we have it and there it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's the, op- the the opportunity, I guess, leading up to a movie that uh, they are going to improve upon right. the old one so there's much. always opportunity. Yeah. I I guess, like, my mind goes when you wa- when you remake something that, I mean, to, to us, like, sitting around this table, like, it's a well-known subject matter. I don't know how non-horror people feel, if it's a really well-known thing or not. But I'm like... This is a really bleak and heavy story that's about grief and should be really emotional and hard to watch. So why why is this not an actor's opportunity to really like ham it up and get something for their real? And why don't you get really well known people to like really give it their all? And instead, everyone in this is just like I thought doesn't Amy, want to be here. I thought Amy is it some some Simons 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 yeah. I thought she was doing good work, but was limited against by, no one. Yeah, I mean it <laughs> yeah. was like. In this a better movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She's been in. Uh, she was in Alien Resurrection. She was in Your Next. I mean, she's done a bunch of genre stuff. She was in one of my favorite movies of the year, whatever the the 2012 or something. It was Upstream Color, but she's okay. been kind of working oh, her way yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. And now she she's was in that. these. Yeah, and now she's getting into you know Hollywood films. Um, but I thought she did good. Yeah. But it was like, but the character was underwritten. Yeah. And the focus that she has on her, yeah, because of this whole thing about that we're going to hammer home that she had a traumatic event when she was a kid with her sister. Never got over. Let's get into it. Let's get into Zelda. 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 Scariest part of the original movie, arguably. Yes. A 30-year-old man playing like a 10-year-old girl. Yes. Crazy makeup. I mean, looking back on it now is a a brilliant casting choice. It's a brilliant choice. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't do better than that. That's ingenious right there. But this is my question that I always have for these filmmakers when they go into this. I had a lot of flashbacks uh, to an emotional state, I guess, or yes. a, 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 an intellectual state, maybe, that I had when I watched The Nightmare on Elm Street remake, where I was sitting That's there a good comparison. when there are scenes that, you know, that eventually you have to get to these, the, the tent pole scenes in right. a, in the pet cemetery story these right. are the scenes you have to do right we have mile markers that yeah we're gonna just yes. you can change things and between but eventually you're coming to these are. mile markers and when you come to those mile markers to justify a remake's existence you have to do it better than they did it the first time around yes. that is the fucking yeah. yes. contract that we signed it's like yes. you got to do exactly. it as yeah. good as or better than the first time around yes and, and as good as might not here, be enough well, I was just like, well, yeah. how do you top? Well, I was like, how do you top Judd in the first one, Fred Gwynn? Yeah. You don't. You can't. I mean, John Lithgow is like playing he, it different, but it was like. All right. Unpopular opinion. I feel like he's not even trying in this I, I feel like, like he was phoning trying. it in. But it this felt... is subdued John Lithgow. Yeah. 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 Um, Which is yeah, not what I want. I was I was waiting for him to ramp up to the progresso soup yelling and yeah. it never happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it never. He, he, yes. I, he got I wanted to hear so much his Maine to accent, do... you know, because he's like a, he's been born and bred in the wilds of Maine. But yeah. No, we didn't no. get the. Uh-uh. No, the. Uh, no. Uh, he's not a very likable person either. That's also a thing. Yeah. Like I didn't like Judd in this one. They no. give him his wife back from the book, uh, and that whole thing about you know. But like, it doesn't matter. Like, it does. It's inconsequential. Yeah. 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 It's like okay, you gave that back. I don't know. You know. So what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but Zelda. I'm every sorry. single time, yeah, Zelda. It's like okay, so how do we? You have to do Zelda better than you did it in the first one. Yeah. And what's their solution? I. There's you solution. Got me. Oh, I, this is the part where I, like. I almost walked out at this part because in the in this in the book and in the original movie, 
Rachel is not responsible for killing Zelda. She happens to die when she's home alone with her. Right. And she feels very guilty about yeah, it, and right. it's something that has haunted her whole life. In this movie... We can't have subtlety. We need a no. Yeah, we literally have to hit you over the head. Rachel basically yes. kills right. Zelda. She does kill her. Right. Yeah. First she, of all, I'm just going to say it now. Zelda's a fucking idiot. Yeah. For the way she dies in this movie. Yes. Yeah. So, but continue on. Rachel <laughs> uses. They have a dumbwaiter in their house. Um, she's supposed to feed her. She puts the food in the dumbwaiter and she says, I'm not supposed to use it because it doesn't work all the time. Dumbwaiter goes up. You hear Zelda crawl across the floor, which, which doesn't make sense because in all the other materials, she's chained to the bed. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole thing. She can't get out of bed. Yeah. But, but apparently she, she does. Right. Yeah. Apparently she does in this one. Oh, in the book, she's like literally tied to the bed. Oh. Yeah. Um, and that's why they're like, that's why Lewis is like, your parents are shitheads because they tied your sister to the bed. And, mm. um, but she, you literally hear her crawl across the floor crawl into the dumbwaiter, yeah. I guess. And the dumbwaiter yeah. falls down and she dies. But somehow she falls on top. I didn't even she understand fa- the I didn't get it either. Like yeah. what was happening. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that you're all saying that because I'm like, what the fuck did I miss here? I was I like, know. I guess she's an yes. idiot. Like, yeah, it, it, makes, it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> She's an idiot. It makes <laughs> no fucking sense. I guess sense. she climbed into the... Cause like, if into she, an empty... Do you know how much... She's got to be an idiot. Yeah, you know she's yeah. running around. You have to do to fall into the fucking dumbwaiter when you're crawling up. But she doesn't even fall. And then she falls on top of the carrot, the yeah. case yeah. for the dumbwaiter. Yeah. She falls also, on top of it. Also, how the fuck did she get in there? Yeah, she can't fucking move. She's hard bad yeah, yeah, and, but now this—the the thing that makes me mad is like this changes it so that Rachel is responsible for killing yeah, her. Technically, yeah. like, yeah. it's not just. Oh, yeah, yep. I was and, bothered by and, that. And it also sets up uh, an addition that this movie brings us, which is uh, Rachel is constantly hearing people crawling across the roof, things falling down behind the walls. She's afraid of cabinets. Yeah, any cabinet she, she sees, sees, she's afraid visions of visions in the cabinets of Zelda falling down. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Okay, so basically, the the problems that I had with the first movie have been replaced with a new problems. New like, worse problems. What the fuck is the point of this? Yeah, yeah. You know? There was Creepy a pa- there was a part in the third act where she was like in the kitchen and she looks over at the kitchen cabinet and like started moving a little bit and then like I think like blood came out or something. Yeah. I started yeah. laughing because uh, I was like, oh my right. god, she's afraid of all cabinets. Yeah. Well, she is so <laughs> traumatized by everything at this point. Yeah. What? Why go back to the house when you're already having this tough a time? Right. At your new place, mm-hmm. you're already having these uh, visions, these uh, auditory hallucinations, what have you. Mm-hmm. Why go back to the house where this fucking thing happened? Yeah. Like, you're trying to get away because you can't be here right now, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can't deal with this trauma. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go home and what? Go back to the house your fucking sister died in? Yeah, why would you, yeah. Yeah, why would you go back to see <laughs> your parents? Why would you go back to that house? Your yeah, parents why? were a big part of the problem, why? too. So, yeah. you know. You figure you want to go to, like, go uh, to hotel. Uh, the Miami Beach. Go to Hawaii. Yeah. 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 Somewhere, somewhere yeah. sunny. Yeah. Someplace yeah. where there's can... no association right. of any no kind trauma. of trauma. Yeah. Let's get away from trauma at this point. Yeah. I was literally like, oh, my God, she's just afraid of any cabinet she sees. She's just like, oh, Zelda. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid and like the that scene when like the the sink was like rattling and like the ceiling was shaking i was like oh no because like this movie tries to employ a lot of conventions of modern ghost story yes, movies yeah and shoves it into this movie where it doesn't belong mm-hmm. yes like, it does and i was just like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah especially when ellie comes back yeah. i'm like oh god this could fit. plug this into any ghost movie that's yeah. come out in the past 15 well, that's years the, thing. the whole third act of this film basically you know they're like oh we're really clever because we've restructured it now right. and this was actually to be fair, I sat there through like the first whatever hour and fifteen minutes, kind of being like, okay, for the most part, this is the same movie. Even though the girl got hit, it's still following the same major beats are the same. And I'm like, okay, so this is what 
this is the reason for making this movie is we're bringing a little girl back to life instead of a toddler. So it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. And so this is where I was like the most invested. And I could just, as I, as it progressed, because the idea being right, the, the opportunities that you have here are um, in this movie, the wife is aware that, uh, that the kid's been brought back to life. Mm -hmm. This is like a seismic change Yes, that Lewis basically says like your daughter, I brought your daughter back to life. I need more time with her. Yeah. Earth shaking. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, a 10 year old is arguably more articulate than a three year old. And having come back from the dead might be able to articulate something about the experience. Apparently she has, apparently when you get buried in the pet cemetery, not only does it take like two hours for you to come back, but uh, you have Real full quick. awareness of everything that happened. Like yeah. the timeline with church really bothered me because like there were, he got into bed really late and she was like, oh, what time is it? He's like, oh, don't worry. You know, whatever. He gets into bed. And the next morning they're talking to her being like, church ran away. Mm-hmm. Which I hated that they didn't commit to the church died. They were just like, church ran away. Right. Yeah, um, that was because, all awkward yeah. because they didn't send them away exactly. for Thanksgiving or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were gone when this thing happens between yeah. Judd and Louis. Exactly. In this one, the family's still it's there. It's more complicated for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody's still home when he's off burying church but, and church coming yeah. back. But yeah, so she, so they're they're saying church ran away, and she's like, "Well, church was in my room last night." And I was like, "Wait, so like Lewis buried him at like one a.m. and by like three four a.m. he was back in her room?" So like the turnover in the pet cemetery is immediate, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Apparently. Also, Whatever. like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, give up that's, that, Colin. Colin, yeah. that's a good ad. That's the correct ad. Yeah, whatever. But and also, you put like, it in, it comes back out. If your movie's trying to be them, uh, thematic in any way, you tell the girl that the the cat died. That's like, the that's is, the whole point of this movie. Point of this whole thing. Is yeah, the you cat have to deal with the death. It's, yeah. yeah, you're dealing with the death. But that of scene it. becomes Why can't God about get his own Rachel. Cat? It becomes about Rachel and her like whole like squeamishness about like what if Zelda. Because so, she believes in resurrection and an afterlife. Right. And Rachel believes that Zelda is still out there and will at and some point coming back for her. And it's, it's so bad. fucking awkward and bizarre. It feels like a totally separate movie. Yeah. It feels like two completely different movies. It's like you're you're missing the focus, yeah. right, of the of the story. Yes. <laughs> it's so awkward. Yeah. Many times. Many yeah. times I felt that. Yes. You know what I did enjoy, though? <clears throat> Tell me. I want to know. What did you I'm going to tell you. This was a, a brilliant addition to this film. Okay. Because. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Wow. Oh, yeah. You're no, out there. No, I'm ready for you this. You got to deliver, man. I'm ready for this. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Um, instead of the exposition. Uh, well, Judd does deliver exposition. A little bit. Uh, yeah, Indians yeah, yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, uh, does he do Because we mm-hmm. live in the internet age. Uh, okay. Lewis is able to get on Google and start Googling. Like, has anyone Timmy ever. Timmy Baderman. Yep. Because his cat came back, is like, this must be a thing in history. That, you know, <laughs> this area must be something going on. And so back. he Googles it. He finds out that uh, there was some animal came back. And then the second thing that he looked at. Oh, a bull came back. Was a bull came back. Right. That's in the book. And I was just like, okay, I don't care if that's in the book. This is fantastic because all I could see, like, I stopped whole, watching the movie at that point because I was like, we just these guys dragging a bull, yeah, drag a bull over <laughs> yeah. the fucking like deadfall, right? This, oh yeah. This, yeah, and into the woods like five miles, dragged a bull, a, a, a prize bull. bull, so that even if it was a little bull, oh yeah, no, they, in the it's book, a bull. in the book they talk about how like 
wow, he must have loved that bowl a lot to do that, right? <laughs> must but they, love in the that book, bowl. they also talk about, so like he, he it came back, bowl. he brought yeah. it in the yard, and he was like, oh my God, yay, my bowl's back. And he's like, you know, he basically treats it like a dog, yeah. pretty much. But then they talk about how like the bowl, like every once in a while would just be standing in the middle of a road and they'd be like, okay, that's weird. And then after that, it started like charging people and then it starts killing death. people. And then they were like, but like, you know, bulls are already kind of aggressive animals as it is. So yes. for a while, they're just kind of like, well, that's how they are. He gets out and he does that. And so it, it took a long time for them to like, because of the nature of the animal, it took a long time for them to realize like something was not right. Right. So, you ever, do you ever see the video of like the ram that's just loose in a town and they don't know what to do with it and it just keeps charging and attacking people? <laughs> yeah, just now like, I know yeah. where the ram came yeah. from. Yeah. Pet cemetery. Yeah, pet cemetery. Let's Holy talk shit. about the pet cemetery here real quick. Because it's ugly. the whole the the, the ghost there was well the first one has this kind of, i mean that's a that was a brilliant shot brilliant i don't the design of the pet cemetery bring down the, the brilliance a little bit okay the, well in the first one the oh, no. indian, okay. the indian yeah, yeah. burial ground there. design the the the, uh, the spherical nature yeah. of it which is echoed in the layout of the the kids pet cemetery yes. right uh this one they crawl over the deadfall they go out in the woods and I don't even know what the fuck that place looked like. No, right. no idea. Right. It's cool in the original. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It looks like they climb an, like a mountain an, face an, and shit. Do. Yeah. yeah. Indian barrel ground. Mm-hmm. And there's some like, yeah, like you said, the layout and the sphericalness yeah. of it. Don't worry, like, Colin. Cool. There's stairs on this one. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There were there's stairs, a stairs staircase. carved into the rocks. I straight up laughed when I saw that. I was like, oh my God, there's a legit staircase up to the Micmac burial ground. But like, they never give you like an aerial. There's no, no they don't. There's no yeah, there's uh, establishing nothing. shot. No. I guess nope. is what we're saying. No. It's just that like, would cost too much to yep. CGI render. You Colin. see the staircase and then the yeah, actual the green spot screen where set they're was buried. Not that yeah. big. And it's yeah, it's green screen and or that or it's stu- it's very studio bound. It's, very it's all on like yeah, it's, it's all like on sets. Brightly blue lit with you know the 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 flowing white smoke in the background, mm-hmm. the fog. Fog's and I'm just like, you know, I was sitting there like this just is the trying best to imagine the dark episode I've ever seen. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, was, that's the quality it's on. <laughs> I was trying to imagine like what would this be like right there. I saw like what the creepy version of Pet Cemetery could be like if you actually shot at night in the dark and the real fucking woods mm-hmm. right yeah you know it would be like totally a whole different thing and I, at that point i was actually going like you know again it was where i was drifting i'm like if you actually had like a filmmaker with a certain style and then i was like maybe you'll hate me for this but i was like you know i would be interested to see the rob zombie pet cemetery because like that would be i'd be into that oh you know like I'm that would so be on board it would for be that. at least interesting maybe not good it would have a perspective yes it would yeah. have a perspective and then i was yes. like what if ari aster made pet cemetery and yeah. i'm like that would be the heavy fucking heaviest fucking movie can we, yeah. can we just give it can we uh, somehow erase this and give it to ari aster yeah because yeah, hereditary I mean, I'd basically that. honestly i'd watch that movie but hereditary kind of treads some of these it's yeah, similar yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, very, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of grief yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it hits I'm a lot of this watch that again to get the bad taste of it hits a lot of the same notes that's for sure it it if as long as yeah. Rob Zombie doesn't write the movie, yeah, just direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I'm then I'm fine with yeah. the Rob Zombie doing the pet cemetery. At least Even it just been art different. direct, you right? Know? Art directing art and, and maybe visually, yeah. yeah that, then that yeah. would be fine. I'd be yeah. up for that. God, that'd be so. I'm that'd so be pretty into cool. that. I'm so into just somebody. I don't because, care who it is. Just somebody, somebody. who's somebody. a better director than somebody. These guys. Actual person. Yeah. Because someone, people are not it. Some, yeah. Someone with something to say. Someone like, with a vision. Yeah, yeah. a vision. With, uh, yeah. Flair, He's not just doing it Fuck, because you know it was a job. Bring in Tim Burton. Give me yeah. some gnarled trees yeah. in that shit. I'll yeah. take a Tim Burton I'll pet cemetery. Yeah. 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 I guess Frank and Weenie's kind of his version of pet cemetery. That is true. True. And I love that movie. That movie is kind of heartwarming and charming. Like, it's got a little color in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, 
now that you say that, I'm like, man, literally, like anyone could have done a better job. Like, and I don't, I don't blame the directors because, right, like, the from what I was hearing, like they stepped into something that. that was like half done. You know, like they stepped in and it seemed like the studio was kind of just looking for people to run to the day to day and not have any actual say. In but things. does it also feel like, or is it just me? It's like now you have a generation of like film school graduates and all they watch is modern. You know, this is com- to be competitive in today's marketplace. Yeah. This is what movies look like and how they function, and how they're edited and how they're paced. And so this is the conjuring school of only James Wan can actually, you know, like perspective and craft these sequences where these guys understand the visual references and the importance of the visual reference. But they don't know how or why suspense works, you know. It's like if we put the, we draw the score down and somebody walks into a room and they're like, hello, hello, like we're on edge. But I'm like, no, we're not. We've seen this 500,000 times in my lifetime. Yes. <laughs> this doesn't work. I wasn't scared at all. No. This whole movie. No. no. Speaking not of, once. did you guys feel like there was almost no score to this movie whatsoever? Only when it was heavy handed in the It was the just ethereal noises. Just like, yeah, it's Christopher Young. He did Nightmare on Elm Street 2 way back in the day, and he did Sinister recently. He did Hellraiser. It, it Hellra- needed, the score for Hellraiser is from this fucking guy. It needed something punchier. Mm-hmm. It needed something more dramatic and punchier, I thought. Yeah. I, I felt like a good score could have carried it a lot farther. Well, the good score was done in the first one, the yep. Elliot Goldenthal, really mournful piano yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's creepy. Um, well, okay, we got to get into the, the God, end of this movie, and if we have time, we got to talk about Pascal. Hey, we can go along on this one. Don't we rush yourself. In the world. We got a lot of thoughts. We got, we got time. All right, well, we, let's talk, talk about Pascal. Yourself. We had a hard time keeping it in last night, listeners. We also, <laughs> like, three of us saw this together, and, and I think we all had our hands. Right, we, the, yeah. I think we all had our hands on our face like at the end. One word sentences over Messenger, just like, uh, yeah, yeah, wow. I texted a few people I know, and I was like, I need you to text me as soon as you've seen Pet Cemetery. And they were like, why? I was like, because I don't have anyone to talk do about it right now and I have to like I need to like explode all over someone with like my thoughts right now um well the character of Pascal in the first one basically serves as the harbinger of the doom to come and warns Lewis and then mm-hmm. but he's charming and has humor also yeah he's a personality and, yeah and seems relevant which and, I yeah. and he seems to care and he's a yeah. and he's like a, a hitchhiker road tripper kind of dude yeah, yeah. Like, he's just I, dig, I dig him yeah. Yeah. even in the first one I was kind of like you know like does a movie need this character but his basic fun Function is to provide a well, he gets Ellie to come or Rachel to come back from Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, not Chicago, Boston, Colin. Boston, it's Boston well, in this where, movie from wherever she is right. back into you know where the doom is going to happen. And in this movie, it's like it's this guy who you know whispers because that's what's creepy. He has no personality in this yeah, movie, no. none. And they've cut him down to like a third of the lines he had in the original. Like there's yeah. no, there, you know, like there's that scene where she's at the airport and the scene where she's at the car rental, and he's like, "Well, what about this one with the scratched up side?" And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. none of that was in there. Um, he doesn't get to del- deliver a man's heart a stonier line. He like yeah. even his scenes with Lewis are so short and mm-hmm. like Very just short. there seems to be like. Like, you don't really get a sense in this movie of why he's even there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could have cut him out of this movie yes. and not changed Didn't the fucking need movie. Him. Yeah. yeah. Because Didn't need him. basically yeah. he does the same function uh, in this case uh, because uh, uh, Gage is alive. Gage is with Rachel. Gage is seeing Pascal. And Rachel says, I want to go home. Even mm-hmm. though. 
uh, Gage can't articulate yeah. but, like Ellie could in the first one. But this is the frustrating thing about it. So in the original, Ellie's saying, like, I'm having these like dreams and visions mm-hmm. about this guy named Pex, Pex Cow, is what she says. Right. But in this I one, remember. but in this one, like, um, Lewis straight up told her about Pascal. So when Gage mentions that, she's like, oh my God, that's that kid that died and then runs back. So they completely change that. For no reason. Yeah. She just has, you know, basically she wants, she doesn't like being in this one. The motivation seems to be, she doesn't like to be where Zelda died at her parents' house. And so she wants to go back home. Even though she chose to go back there, as Sean pointed out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she goes back home. Uh, This um, is actually after. So Ellie comes back, has these boring, non-philosophical, you know, conversation with her dad. She has total awareness. I'm dead. That's what I have a problem with. Apparently, Mm -hmm. if you come back from this pet cemetery, you have complete awareness that you died and came back. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, in the original, you know, Timmy Baderman was a zombie that wanted to kill people. That's basically how you come back in the original is just like a bloodthirsty, mindless zombie, pretty much. In this one, you have full awareness of what you are and can go through the like motions of a normal human somewhat. And then some develop a really you know, bloodlust later. Buy in this one why Judd would say, "Hey, let's go bu- bury your cat in a, in a fucking." Well, it's supposed cemetery. to be that you know the Wendigo is like possessing these people and like calling them to that. Like the thing that this movie I was hoping would explain, <laughs> yeah. but didn't, does didn't not get that. Yeah, didn't right. get that. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta put a little more effort into that one. Well, I said again, you know, like well, the there's book- that part where he hears the whispering over yeah. the deadfall. You're supposed to. Con- connect a million right. dots and from that is the the very like very like um she loved that cat right you love her <laughs> oh right. yes yeah. yeah i guess all right yeah. i'll show you it's this. like i get it in the original movie it's because ellie is gone when this mm. happens like i don't want my daughter coming back and finding that area you know that right. the cat's dead so we'll do this um especially because she had a bad dream that church yeah, got hit by died. a car yeah but in this one and well okay so both movies uh portray the dead person judge judd has a history with like you know dead things coming back to life um lewis obviously sees church church comes back to life and in both movies he comes back as this evil little fucking ferocious beast Mm -hmm. right in both of them and it's like and and judd's dog you know the first one comes back and i'm like the book at least did it a little better where like it comes back as a cat yeah but you know, clearly it's off. It's a soulless cat. And yeah, it does ultimately probably lead to the death of, you know, but it doesn't present itself as like an evil demon cat from hell in the movies. It's a demon cat from hell. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why in the fuck would anybody bring these things back to life? if like, you have to kill them again because they're these evil things. Okay. Right. But, but when he scratched Ellie, I thought she deserved it in this movie because like, okay, he was really dirty and he's like covered in like dried blood yeah. and mud. And they talk about how gross he is. First of all, give the cat a fucking bath. Yeah, give him yeah. a bath. Yeah, exactly. They, they, yeah. they never give him a bath, but she's dry brushing like his matted fur, and it looks yes. like it hurts. It, it looks, looks yes. like it's tugging on him really hard. So he scratches her. I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're dry brushing like a cat's matted fur. That shit's going to hurt. He's going to yeah. scratch you. Why, why didn't we get... Uh... A chunk of like Ellie coming out in the hairbrushing scene in the tub. I was waiting. I for was that. waiting for like. I was waiting that for would that. Would be too too much. Apparently, uh, apparently, yeah. yeah. I'm so like, he's very neutered. Hair, yeah. and I'm, it does feel very neutered. I'm yeah. like, I need, I need something here. Yeah. Like this child got hit by a truck. She didn't just, look yeah. like she got hit by a truck. No, no. Just, she's just fine. The, just the eye is kind of slidding down. And and yeah, which pale. Church's eye was like that too. But right. I just, you know, they got hit by a fucking truck. It just felt like so much. Like, I mean, if you're going to commit to this and have this new third act, you should. You know, you're missing so many 
opportunities mm-hmm. to basically stop the fucking movie and just have like conversations that are creepy beyond belief. Which is why and- I thought we were going through the first third of the movie so quickly. Yeah, yeah I, thought so quickly. I thought we were going through it so quickly because they have, all right, they have things they want to do in yeah. the second and third act yeah. that they need more time for. So I, uh, like, hopefully that's it. Yep. And that's why we're going through the first half of this so quickly. I'm so like, the, all right, the book, maybe we are. The book is a very slow read. Um, this it, is what I hear. This is what it I It is like today. a lifetime movie for two thirds of the book. And then like, okay, so I listened to the audiobook, and the audiobook was 17 hours. And Gage doesn't die until about 10 hours in. Mm. So 30 some chapters halfway through the book until he dies. Wow. So And then he doesn't come back until yeah, because And then he's come back to like another 20 chapters. Yeah, but you're yeah. dealing with the pet cemetery and the mythology and church. I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's like we brought this evil thing. But there's thing. a lot of just building the relationship with Judd yeah. and like the story goes from like they move in like August and like the story goes until the next May. So it goes right, over like seasons. a whole year. Mm-hmm. They talk about them going trick or treating, Thanksgiving, Christmas, like all the holidays, the whole school year basically passes yeah. in this book. Right. So. It even felt and my memory of it is not too great, but it even felt like there was a, some seasons, like we went through a mm-hmm. little bit in the original movie. Yeah. And this one, they're just like, hey, it's the middle of summer. Hey, hey it's, it's Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. yeah, It looks yeah. the same, yeah. but trust us, it's Halloween. Right. Yeah. Now the cat's dead. Yeah, yeah, the cat's dead and we have no relationship with each other, but I'm going to tell you your cat's dead. Yeah, everything's just very cold. I think that's very the thing cold. there. I know yes. there isn't the human emotion that the first one, knock it all you will actually somehow figured out how to do or right. convey. It yeah. feels like none of the actors want to be in this movie in this one. Like, they just feel so just, like, phoning it in. And yeah. I don't understand I think it's that. a, that's the fault. I think that is the fault of the director. So whenever so. you yeah. see that, it's the actors yeah. are doing what they do all the time. It's your the job directors to push them. are unexperienced and aren't very good, I think. No. I mean, yeah. I saw Starry Eyes. I, I wasn't that impressed with it. And it's I mean, like, but still, that's one movie they did out of right, how many? Yeah. You know, so even if that like is one, good, that's I mean, one. You know? But that's what everybody does now. It's like you do one movie on an independent level right. for like $5,000 or $500,000. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to give you like a $15,000 or $50 million right. Dollar movie. Right. Right. Like, why? And I, like, think, I think that's... I think that's apprenticeships and stuff like that. Like, make right. people work and learn the fucking is, craft. This is... I, and I... I chalk this up to corporations being like, look, we're grabbing these people that you like. Mm-hmm. This is why you should come watch our movies. They have a social media following. Be- right, because we're getting their- the people. You like these movies that, you know, they, right. this, the, from filmmakers who have, like, they've made movies that have some a little bit of character and all that stuff. And, like, we're going to bring them on to ours because we right. enjoy all this shit. And just but like, now it's so accelerated. Ah. It's like they made one movie. One movie. Yeah. Like, look at you, yeah. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. We made one movie. Yeah, exactly. And we gave He's him the most the egregious example it of that. It is the most yeah. egregious. Yeah. But, yeah. Which like, you could have put anybody in that fucking movie and it would have made $50 billion. Fuck Colin Trevorrow. All right, yeah. I'm done with that. Yeah. It, but, like, yeah, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah, that's another episode. But um, our anti-Colin Trevorrow episode, <laughs> I guess. But, like, could you imagine if, like, Fede Alvarez had done this movie? How good it would be? Like He at least knows how to build suspense. I and, mean, like, that guy, yeah. and he wouldn't hold back. He doesn't hold back, right? Like, when he, especially, like, I know he doesn't want to be the remake guy. And I get sure. it. Nobody wants to be the remake guy. And, like, I, maybe that's why... Marcus uh, Nispel wants to be the remake he, guy. Yeah, he does. He was for a he while. He was, yeah. But, you know, and I guess... Alexander Aja was was the kind of the remake guy for a while too, mm-hmm. so I can get why like if he couldn't have Gage dying, he would walk away. I totally get it, but like I would much rather see his version or Fede Alvarez's version of this movie. I feel like it would have yeah, been more I, worth yeah. my time. I mean, anybody, you know? it would have been more interesting. Yeah, uh, visually, just in its you this know, is the a, sequences. Uh, it's like this is flat as all fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you feel that like? 
I felt like the transition between scenes and everything was very stuttering and not well done. Like I felt yes. like it ended at weird moments and transitioned at weird moments and it didn't seem to have a good flow or a good pace at all. Right. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. No. I, I guess our, our advice is, uh, hey, independent filmmakers, make like six Four or movies. five movies? Make yeah. six movies. Then yeah, go on to something yeah. like this. Like, De- develop that. Whole they used to have develop- to do that. They used, they used to. to have they to used make to. like you know, but I, but I think the market's changed so much that the, sure. those opportunities yeah. aren't there. You can't right. make a series of independent movies and have them be hits and then it's, eventually it's very, go to the studio. It's level. very small. Yeah, like, now it's guys who one, do it and know how to, go to do studio. it, and they'll make like they'll make ten movies, but mm-hmm. they're it's all very small shit. They they're trying really hard to like keep it that way, mm-hmm. and then. You know they they move up. That's gradually. right. When's, when's somebody going to give Joe Swanberg a bunch That's, of money? Yeah. That, this is what I was, <laughs> Joe Swanberg is the one I'm thinking of. But it's like Joe Swanberg and even like who was um uh what's his, who's in Creep um Creep and Creep Two yeah du- Mark Mark Duplass Duplass yeah like yeah. Duplass but like they they still mm. keep that shit small yeah they and you know they're um, however you feel about them but like that shit's small and you know just do a lot of small shit. Then move on to your pets. And work your way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you guys bothered by the fact that there was no fist fight at the funeral? That, that was what I was going to mention earlier. Um, None. Because that I that popped into my head watching this. I'm like, weren't his... This that was Rachel's. They hate parents? each other. Yeah. Rachel's parents right, yes. and Lewis hate each other. That which subplot's can, missing. Which, from it's this gone. Movie. There's yeah. a glare. Yeah, they don't even, it doesn't pay glare. off. They don't yeah. even speak in this no, movie. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. There's no. Yeah, that whole no tension and subplot is missing. Where's the grief? Yeah, the great the great thing about the original is like just when you think. Like you couldn't feel any worse as a person. The movie keeps piling on, right? Yeah. So like, just yeah. when you think like maybe this is the much. shittiest it can get, yeah, <laughs> maybe too much. Honestly, for some people, it probably is too much, and maybe that's why they don't like it. Maybe because it makes them feel so shitty, mm-hmm. they don't want to. And I right. get it, I get it. But like, what could <laughs> be worse than your two year old got hit by a truck and you're at his funeral? Oh, uh, your father in law punches you in the right, face yeah, yeah. and you knock the casket down. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it was just yeah, so yeah. raw yeah. and, and awful. As soon as they cut to her casket being lowered in the ground, I was like, well. Fuck, we're not getting the fist fight no. then. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, okay, I didn't feel any. I was just going to say, yes, that's exactly I felt it. nothing for exactly any character it. in this movie yeah. at any point. The movie brings. I felt annoyed. Yeah. yeah. I felt yeah. like. But not at the character, just at the movie. Well, no, yeah. I, I, movie. Yeah, that's, can't... A different, that's a different thing. Like, yeah. what do you feel towards the characters and, like, the movie as a whole? Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of annoyed with Ellie for, like, the entire time. Yeah, I didn't feel anything. Because she's a precocious, you know, and I knew the whole, you know, she does a dance routine in the living room at the beginning. I'm like, okay, well, that's coming back after she's dead. And sure enough, it does. And I'm like, but what's the point? Why is she is her dad's like, why'd you put the old dirty dress that you were buried in on? And I was sitting there going like, she's not going to have an answer for this yeah. no. because the movie told her to do it. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't my, make any fucking sense. And it, did, and it, was didn't, like, it didn't make sense that she didn't put on her tutu that she wore in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't she put that on? No, that would have made more she's sense. She's a spooky kid and she comes back and she starts knocking shit over. And it would have been really yeah. she's homicidal. It's like, but why? It would have been creepier <laughs> if they had buried her in her tutu and she put that back on. Yeah. But no, it was just a dress. You remember that scene in uh, Insidious where that kid in the sailor outfits like dancing in front of the radio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That I was like, they saw Insidious. I was like, this is lifting like, this is taking, like I said, things from like modern ghost story movies, like imagery from those movies and being like, well, this is what plays well. That was so 10 times let's inject it. Yeah. yeah. Because no, Insidious the, is 10 times creepier. You're yeah. taking the, the, since we don't have a, a three-year-old who's intrinsically an innocent, we're yeah. going to put her in a in a little uh, ballerina dance and have her do because it's a it conjures an idea of innocence, but you're corrupting it and making it like well she's a and then we'll make it zombie. Yeah, it's yeah. now evil and creepy. But I'm like it's not creepy because I've seen this 
thousands of times before, and it's just yep. not working on its own. Yeah. Yes. The uh, she hey. goes and she kills Judd for uh, apparently, you know, like she. Well, I mean, because the movie oh, tells her the that literal, she has to do the it. literal Chekhov's gun in this movie of like his gun being in oh, the. Yeah. I was so mad by that. I that was like I was like they show his gun in the drawer when she's like she because apparently her and Judd have the real quote-unquote friendship heavy mm-hmm. like air quotes with this in this mm-hmm. movie and like she like sneaks into his house and he's like looking she's like looking in his drawer and he's like oh yeah i have a habit of going through people's things and like you literally see a gun in a drawer and i was like wow we have a literal yep, check off totally gun in this movie fuck later. this movie oh, it was everything it was setting things up and yeah. checking them off which yeah. again an elegant movie does with some uh grace yeah and finesse doesn't yeah. have that um why does uh why do, who burns Judd's house down and why? Can we go can we go back one? In mm-hmm. when we get to like Judd dying. Like a big frustration with me with this movie is why does this turn into just like a slasher movie at the end? Why is cuz in the and again I'm I'm trying not to be like in the original they did this but like but like like they I'll fucking, be that person, they cut worry. his heel like he's got that slit across the mouth which in the other one I'm just is like really she, gross. she yeah. like what there's nothing imaginative about you just, the little kid stabbing him to death and that's it like that's yeah. it yeah like dude, we could like like do figure out something like in well, the, we we get it's like a house of horrors at the end of that movie in well, the first one. You know what's really frustrating is that so the the Achilles tendon slash, right? Mm. So that is unique to the Mary Lambert movie that is not in the book. In the book, they talk about how he stabs through Judd's hand and it hits his face a little bit. Mm. And Judd how how Judd can see it on both sides of his hand and feel it in his face at the same time. And then after that it just says and then the blade came down again and again and again and he died. That's okay. it. There's no so like for them to take that specific like well-known moment from the original movie that's not in the book. And like use it again, but then in every other instance of this movie, you'd be like, "We're going to do the opposite." Mm. Is bothersome to me. In the first one, it works because he's a three-year-old kid, and how can a three-year-old kid possibly have any get the drop on an old man? Right. Well, you cut the Achilles tendon and he's down to your level. In this one, it's just because it happened in the original movie. Yeah, exactly, and that's it. We got to do it again. The ending of the film is completely different than the first one. Oh, I love this. Oh, I... This isn't the next brilliant addition that this movie had. I mean, it was one of those moments that I was like, this is fantastic. So Lewis now, uh, I, I believe like, uh, so Ellie reanimated Ellie has killed Judd. Then she turns on her mom because mom is like aghast at like, All right, you're back, but you're not my daughter. And her dying words are don't bury me there, Lewis. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And oh. so at some point in this, I'm not sure the, the sequence of events, but uh, oh, well, Lewis I'll tell you, puts, we get 20 minutes of boring and well, then yeah. we get to this point. Well, yeah. Lewis puts Gage in the car and he locks the door and he says to Gage, Gage, don't open the door for anybody else except for me. And then he closes the door, and runs off. And I'm sitting there going, Has this I man like, ever talked to a child? I yeah. laughed. I was actually it? laughing at no. that point in the movie because I'm can... like, this is great. You're telling a like a two-year-old. A yeah. two-year-old. I like, was... he understands. Yeah. I was sitting next to Colin, and I can confirm he <laughs> laughed I saw out loud. I saw him laughing, laughed out loud. I saw him laughing, too, and I had been laughing at other points, so I was like, okay, we're all laughing, so we're all on the same page here. I heard Holly yawning, so uh, yep. I knew that there was something up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the goofiest thing. So at the end of this, it builds, like, basically... Uh, Lewis has to take uh, Ellie back to the pet cemetery, try to kill her. There's like 
really unfortunate visual effects where he's given the whole speech about, you know, whatever, I got to kill you because you're evil. And she's doing some kind of like hyper freak out. Yeah, oh, that like, was so what bad. Was, what that was, was, that? was so bad? That is from modern scary movies. I was that's, embarrassed. That's it was them. so out of place. I was embarrassed for them. By so out of place. Yeah. It was weird. And I'm like, I, you'd have, they'd have balls right now if he shoveled her head off. Yeah, like but that. They yes. but they don't. Nope. And he raises it for a second, like he's going to. And yeah. I was like, "Do it, do it, and shovel her head off." But no, this movie, like this movie's neutered. And has, to, yeah, no, has that's why they is. go back there. She drags mom after killing right. mom. Yeah, she, drags she mom to the mom. pet cemetery. So, buries mom. Just killing her with a knife. Lewis come, wakes up, comes out there, yeah. and then tries to kill right. Ellie. So Rachel apparently, kills him. if you get buried in the pet cemetery, you're cognizant enough to know that you can take someone else and bury them there, and that's fine. Whereas, like in the original movies and in the book, like like we, they're just flesh eating zombies, basically. Like, right. but in this one, you're cognizant enough to be like, I should bury everyone else there. Mm-hmm. And I, that was when I was like, there's no going back now. No, there's no much time. It, there's not enough time left to redeem this. Towards this, I mean, it felt like it was out of like Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something. This yeah. is the Tales from the Crypt ending where Gage is in the car looking out the window and it sees his family and the out of focus. You know, all three of them walking. And up then the Church road. jumps on the hood. I'm not yeah. entirely sure they were all three there at the same time. That it really did look like, like it. Shot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they composite them all together. With church when church came on the hood. Yeah, yeah. When church jumped on, I'm like, nobody's here right yeah. now. This is a manufactured but show. We jumped Jesus. over it, but Jason Clark gets stabbed in the back by Rachel. Yeah. Jason Clark gets stabbed in the right. back. Just which total, like yeah. I think totally. was supposed to be shocking, but the three of us that were in the same theater together, yeah. like this our crowd was silent the whole yeah. time. Silent. No one reacted to it. anything. Nope. So uh that was supposed to be a shocking moment. Because he totally got John Connor. Uh, yeah, he did. He did. Right he did. He did. Yeah. See? And I think we're this all is what to... Jason. This is why he cast Jason. <laughs> yeah. We got this one moment. I think we him. were all supposed to be like, oh, oh shit! But literally, that didn't happen. No, so, no. Our our theater was dead silent this whole movie. <laughs> was that no going, one reacted good. to anything? Kill him! I I I think I was I think I was like had my hands on my head. It was furiously shaking my head. Like I can't believe you're doing this right yeah. now. Like I think I was so off board with this movie at this point that I was like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so you're cognizant enough that Ellie takes her mom, buries her in the pet cemetery. Uh, Rachel comes back because you know the pet cemetery works in like minutes now. Minutes, minutes. Yeah. Um, she comes back, stabs yeah, Jason Clark. Like, Apparently, he gets buried. Comes there. back. We get the out of focus through the windshield shot of them all coming up. Church jumping on the hood, engages in the car. Cut to black. Are we supposed to think that's badass or scary that they're going to kill the kid? Because guess what? They did that in the original. They actually right. killed him. In yeah. this one, so the irony you. is that the Gage is the, the only one left alive. Yeah. Yeah. Gage is the last one left alive. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, okay, so this thing that lives in the ground reanimates these people. They're going to come back and have their creepy little Adams family or something yeah. that they're going to set up afterwards. Or are they just going to kill everyone in the world? Are they, you know, right. like, what's the fucking right. point of this? They come back and set up house they have you're right the reason people go the whole reason anyone gets buried in that fucking cemetery is because the people who are doing it can't deal with the loss exactly they're having it they can't process right. their grief or their loss and so they're desperate fucking people and they're burying their loved ones in the pet cemetery mm-hmm. that is the reason why not, not we're not having zombies grabbing other people and be like, "Wow, well, we should make a zombie family." Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's a fucking theme and a and a reason behind people being buried there. And you yeah. feel it and desperate, you get it. Right, like you feel it. People. Yeah, it is a it is a dreadful fucking. I'm talking about the original. It's a like, hurtful it's, it's movie. A, it's yeah. dreadful. It's like it's a fucking downer. 
Um, somebody asked me the other day. I, th- I think my wife uh, asked me the other day, like, can can our son watch Pet Cemetery? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. 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 I, I, it was all caps, texting back. I'm like, that's a fucking bummer. No, because it is. It's a it's a really good movie, but it's a bummer because it is about it hurts with your grief, yeah. and your loss, and mm-hmm. what the desperation, and it is a descent into like dealing with that shit. What happens when you get what you want? Yeah. And the consequences of it, and boy, did they just fucking throw that shit out the window! Right? Yeah, with yeah. This movie, the, yeah. They, the, they the said people, all the gravitas, get rid of that. Yeah, anything yeah. that's gonna like the any peop- weight to it. Just the people ahead. who made this movie didn't understand the original. No, at all. I don't think they understand loss or. I don't grief. think they. No. Ca- I don't think they care. No, either. they don't. I don't I think, think they. No, they're about it. constructing, uh, you know, the ultimate thrill ride. I think right. it no, was. A, it this, made a lot of money. It's about movie okay. making and not about storytelling. Yeah, I think that's that might You're be it. The movie, it. Yeah, the not, movie. Not they're like, they're like, it no. made a lot of money. <laughs> they were just like, we'll slap a. What's the next Stephen King property we yeah, can make? Right. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know. It, uh, there was something I was going to say and I lost <laughs> it because there's so many things I want to say. I, if I somebody lost could cut all, together but... all the. Uh, that have come out of our mouths throughout this episode (sighs) oh um I was gonna say is um the dialogue when Ellie's like stabbing her mom with the kitchen knife when Uh. she she ditches the scalpel and grabs a fucking butcher knife for no reason or whatever um that like I I understand what they were trying to go for but it they did not earn it, and so I was not going to give it to them is like when she when like Ellie is stabbing her mom and like saying all that horrible shit and uh Rachel goes like oh you're not my daughter like my daughter died we're supposed to be like, oh, she's come full circle because she finally accepts death because, you know, Zelda's haunted mm. her whole life. But, like, no, you didn't earn that movie. No. Don't, don't, how dare you put that on me right now? And, like, I I didn't really like, I didn't like what they did to Rachel in this movie at all. I really no. prefer no. the Rachel from the Not original at all. movie. Because, yeah. like, honestly, that monologue she gives about Zelda in the original movie is really hard to, like, listen to, and it's really upsetting. Yes. Especially because, like, the thing that movie gets about grief is that, like, her outburst about Zelda comes out of nowhere, right? So, like, they're yeah. in the bedroom together, and she's like, and Zelda died, and I was home, and she goes into, she just launches into this monologue out of nowhere, and sometimes that's how grief is. You push it down long enough, and it yes. just comes out. It explodes, This yeah. movie does not understand that. No. no. At all. It thinks it does. But this... It thinks it's smarter than the other movie, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> Colin's making uh, a face well, right now. I'm just like, should I say this now or I'll forget it for later? Now, but I mean, it. it is just like it. this is kind of the pop psychology that most modern filmmakers uh, employ in their movies. It's like if it's like you're an echo of what a human experience is like, but yeah. it's like you have no. It's like an alien made a movie. Right. And yeah, I feel this so I'm many human, times. Right? I don't yeah. feel like people. I don't feel like filmmakers think you can have a human experience in a horror movie. The yeah, that make them. I don't think they think that that can happen. They think we're stupid. They, they think that the they horror audience the is dumb. Is gone in a movie where you're. I mean, where you are, you know, killing people and cutting them up and everything. I think mm-hmm. they think that yeah. they the, the, there's there's still humanity in that. The proof is the world we live in, where there is still humanity in things that happen to people, right. and they just take. They don't believe that can happen. Yeah, in it's like these a movies. fax machine copied a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the teleporter. It's, it's a, not, copy a, a copy of a copy of a copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah. okay. Yeah. It's like you've copied the human emotion, but you just you yeah. don't understand it. Yeah. And so you rebuilt it and you're like, all right, here it is. This is human, right? And you feed it back to the humans and they're yeah. like, it doesn't, you're kind of off. Something got yeah. lost in the teleporter. It's yeah. the fly metaphor. Yeah. One positive thing I want to <laughs> say about this movie. understand the flesh. No, how uh, dare you? I'll don't give you this dare. movie one thing. Uh, I thought the church, the cat actors were great. 
I thought that they were trained pretty well and they performed yeah. pretty well. It's fun. I, um, I, I, you asked the question on Instagram today. Yeah, I which believe. one's cuter? Uh, I like the the one on your shirt. I, I like, like the stripey one better. Do I like you? The, I think oh, he's I'm cuter. For, I'm I think for original he's cuter. Church. I think original church plays his role better. Um, I, I, I mean, I think like in the '80s you had less to work with, so you had, well, the sure. cats had to like perform better. But like Holly and I talked a lot off mic about the cat performances today, and like that needs to be had. Like, yeah. With yeah. The multitude of cat I was going to say, are you surprised that that was a conversation we had? Um, but, okay, are you guys impressed to know that these five cats that play church in this movie were all taken from a shelter in, in uh, Toronto? They were not trained movie cats. They were taken, and in ten weeks, they trained them to do everything in this movie. Wow. That's because, like, And then they adopted them all us. out. Yeah. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. They're animals. You can do that. But I'm like cats, man. Cats, cats are hard to cats train. Are really, uh, cats are hard a cat to train. Box train is hard how, enough. Uh, you know, strict you are with them. If you know ten, what I mean. but Jesus. ten weeks. Yeah, that's what ten I'm weeks saying. to train a cat. This may not be like a. Oh, look how. You yeah. Know. Did we see yeah. the no cats? I would say did we see the no cats are harmed in the re- well, in the making of this movie. But as soon as the credits rolled, I left that theater. Yeah. Well, same. You didn't hear I didn't, the I didn't, cover of the Ramones song by Star. It was bad. It's it was bad. Punk, man. I kind of liked it, but um, I, I heard a little bit of it as I was leaving. I'm like, oh, that's cool. As I'm walking, yeah. out of the did you guys theater. notice when the um, because so in the original, when the truck driver hits Gage, he's listening to Sheena as a punk rocker mm. by the Ramones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in this one, he opens his phone and it's a text from Sheena. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I yeah there were several. It felt like there were several callbacks. Yeah, but like it's that. not Oz enough. The great and terrible became yeah. Ellie Font. The that was great mentioned and once. Yeah, yeah was, but mm-hmm. in the book, the Ramones are mentioned constantly. They're listened to constantly. They're quoted constantly. It is like anytime Lewis is doing anything, he's either listening to a Ramon song or he's like singing it to himself. Like mm-hmm. that is a constant thing in those books. So like for them to include Sheena in a text and like at the credits is like the bare minimum they could possibly do. So But again, this is assuming that you've seen the first the movie. First so right. This can... movie thinks I have. Yeah. I know, so that's what I'm saying. But right. They need to make their stance like yeah. and stick like to make, it. Yeah. Make make a movie that stands by itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we've thank you for listening to our super long Pet Cemetery episode. It's going to get even longer because we're going to read yes, some of your is. mail and we're going to go around the room and tell you <laughs> what we actually thought of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> In case this, you couldn't tell, <laughs> this is where Boy, did I love it. I know that's what I'm waiting for. I'm what waiting for one of you. I'll slap to you guys say, if one of you says you love this. I will, this I will where, walk out. All right, so this may not be a surprise, but you're yeah. going to want to stick with us anyway. So don't turn us off it's, right now. It's, it's the journey, not the destination. All right, so uh, first of all, we need to uh, summon our mailman, and that's Igor. Igor, bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Why, thank you, Igor. He's listening to Sheena as a punk rocker. Walkman he's got a Walkman on. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he seems like he'd be a Ramones fan. Yeah, I mean, he not? does. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. That's very true. He was but in I the think... Pet Cemetery music video. If you look closely, and in the last time I think we... the last Pet Cemetery episode we did, we buried him in the Pet Cemetery. Yep. Oh, did, yeah, did we? He didn't want to, but we did <laughs> it. Come yeah. back extra dead. Uh, so we want to remind you how you get a hold of us, so we can read your mail on uh, in uh, sorry on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. On Twitter. At Saturday Freak Show. By email. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. Or on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. We got a review. On iTunes? On iTunes. Oh, nice. Thank you. Uh, Rusty Ryan, who runs the, uh, he does a series of uh, paintings and a cinema museum and t-shirts under the guise of Ferocious Femmes. 
Mm-hmm. By the way, we recognize it's that's the that's Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt's character from Ocean's Eleven, isn't it? Rusty that's Ryan in uh, twelve and thirteen. In twelve and thirteen, of course. Yes. Uh, he, Are we gonna post a video of his that video of his little museum thing? Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Look up uh, Ferocious Femmes. We should at least mention it because it's pretty amazing. The, the shirts are pretty incredible too. Uh, a collection to rival a lot of what it's, I've seen. It it's is amazing. Yeah. It, it reminded me, I used to work in the Barnes & Noble music and DVD department. It was like if that whole department was in someone's house. Yeah. Like yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a like, theater, art house, and museum. Yeah. It was, you yeah. should check it out. It's cool. It was incredible. Uh, but Rusty Ryan says, I love 70s drive-in and grindhouse movies and any other films related to this genre. I always have movie-related podcasts playing in my headphones as I paint, mow the grass, or do other projects. The Saturday Night Freak Show is one of my favorite shows. Entertaining, informative, and enjoyable. They are very informed but not know-it-alls, and when they're unsure of a certain aspect of a film, they'll just say that rather than fake their way through it. (laughs) Over the years, I've come across many movie podcasts with younger commentators that don't have the cultural or historical perspective to to be able to make comments or critiques about movies because they don't know or they just don't care what came before it. The Saturday Night Freak Show crew can be very critical, but that criticism is based on facts, perspective, and production qualities. Over the years, I've made it a point to see as many movies as I can, but every five or six weeks, the freak show brings one to the table that I'd missed, such as Arrival, Slither, or Train to Busan, and then it's a rush to eBay, Netflix, or Shutter to check it out. Trust me, because I trust them. This is the real deal. Hats off to Colin, Sean, Holly, and Michaela, and best wishes for a long-running podcast. Dude, I'm so sweet. We're going to start crying. That's amazing. I like that he points out that uh, we own up to the fact when we're idiots and don't know something. Like, right? it's true. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I don't know this. Yeah, but sometimes we don't know shit. <laughs> like, we, we do know a lot of things, but we also don't know a lot of things. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... But thank you very much. Oh thank my you. God. Very kind so much. Um, That's a and thank very you for the amazing shirts. Yeah, can we thank him right now for those fucking shirts he, he sent he us? Has, he sent us some Holy shirts that cow. he uh, designed and, and shipped to us, and they are they're amazing. Great. If you go to eBay, uh, Ferocious Femmes, and Ferocious look at Femmes it, on eBay. That's yeah, a store. It's you a, check it out. If you've ever seen a badass woman in any movie ever, she's on a shirt. Basically. Like it's awesome. Uh, you know, Even Miss Forty Five. Yeah. Yes. And the yeah. Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker. Frank <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ripley. Anyone. Daenerys Targaryen. Anyone yeah. you could want. It's amazing. Shirt. And they're all really well done artwork. So go buy them. Yes. Go check them out, please. Yeah. Uh, and thank you again. Uh, about Pet Cemetery, Johnny New Jersey says about the new film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited. My cat, not so much. As I did with the release of Halloween, I'll avoid spoilers for a week so you guys can be the first to tell me about the movie. Well, I'm honored that you wait that long. You know, you know we've that's, spoiled that's a the challenge movie by the internet, yeah. right? Uh, Michael Whitaker writes in and says, "Does the Ramon song appear in the movie?" As a cover at the yeah, end, unfortunately. It does. Uh, right. Holly made a good point uh, when we saw this mm-hmm. in the theater together that she thought there was going to be a slowed down version yes. because that's like the trend in movies now. Yeah. Yes. And I thought for sure when he was killing, carrying Ellie up those stairs, yeah. up the ancient stairs, yeah. to the McMagbury, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is the one that's going to kick in. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
cemetery. I feel, yeah, I've, and I've, I mean, not, not that there somebody? was, not yeah, that Leonard there was Cohen like, would be great for that. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't and, we have to bury Leonard Cohen and then no, bring him back? Yeah, in order yeah. to get oh, that fuck yeah, yeah. Wouldn't we have to do that? <laughs> and not, and not that there was really much of a tone in this movie, but that would have made more sense to yeah. me. It would have been. You know? I would have given it some points but for they that. Go yeah. With, you know what? Ramones are a punk band, and Starcrawler's a punk band, and bam. Yeah, but, but this version, but oh. this movie doesn't have an accurate nod to anything else anyway. So what the fuck does that exactly. matter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What they're gonna choose now to be accurate? About yeah, right. yeah. Like, oh, now you're gonna you decide yeah. to like go for something. Now you're like, gonna Ugh. go with the rules. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrew John said he just got out of the movie. It was my number two most anticipated movie of the year. How'd that go? Was. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a waste. Sometimes dead is better. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm having a rough 2019 at the movies right now. We all are. Uh, we all I promise. <laughs> Travis Legler writes in and says, "Does a semi make a swoosh noise every noise every time it drives by the family? The, that jump scare scene the in the trailer. Time. Yeah, the two times it drives by. Yeah, yeah. Well, he it does. says the jump scare. Well, because it's like all of a sudden out of nowhere, like yeah, then, know, yeah, shot, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he says that was his first red flag. The first movie had a few cheap jump scares, cats and trees, etc. But I hope this movie learned better." That's why watching the original Nightmare on Elm Street or Ghostbusters and others can be hard after watching the remakes. You almost can't help but say, see, that's how it's done. It takes you out of the enjoyment of the film. Regardless of the quality of the movie, I can't wait to hear the podcast. Just like with Halloween 2018, the new it and a few others, I probably hear the podcast. I'll probably hear the podcast before seeing the movie. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, that's (laughs) really sweet that you would listen to us before watching the movie. Yeah. Uh, the truck only goes by twice in this whole movie. It once at the beginning and then when it hits Ellie and that's yeah. it. So, well, but I'm not, in sh- I don't know if I read this wrong or I'm interpreting it. He says he can't see the original nightmare on Elm street or ghostbusters after you've seen the new ones because you go see that's how it's done. Is that backwards? I think it's backwards. I think yeah. what he's saying is it's hard to watch remakes when you have the original. Yeah, the original. Mind. Like, look yeah. how it was done. In Which the it original. is hard. Yeah. To, yeah. Well, I like, I had a really hard time going into this movie and putting the original out of my mind and the book out because of my mind. Because it's so goddamn close. Yeah. yeah. But uh. like, but also like, you're also not asking me to because you're also calling the movie Pet Cemetery. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Right. You know why the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre became such a big, huge deal and everybody was like, oh, this is a fantastic thing. It kicked off the modern horror remake boom. Because nobody had seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> you're probably I know that's right. heresy. No. But no, no I think one you're had right seen about that. the original Absolutely fucking movie. Right. Everyone has seen Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Well, because every AMC Fear Fest, every Halloween, they play yeah. it nonstop. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. on TV constantly. It's still going. And, I mean, Texas Chainsaw, the original, has obviously come mm-hmm. back now. But right. uh, Jacob Laws writes in and says, since the book is pretty unsettling, what would be the most unsettling thing you guys have ever seen in a movie? For me, it would be the sloth and lust victims in Seven. Mm-hmm. Every scene in Funny Games? <laughs> every, every, death, every death in Funny Games? I'm going to go with... The whole movie, Cannibal Holocaust. That too. Yeah, that's up there. True. Um, All the I, animal deaths, mm-hmm. especially. In, yeah. The yeah, animals. Those are, yeah. The animals yeah. more yeah. than Killing the people. animals, yeah. Or um, regarding Henry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wait. Just, just wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what Saving like. Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Saving Private <laughs> Ryan is, yikes. Uh, yeah. I, I answered this on Facebook as well. Mine has always been uh, Murphy's death and RoboCop. Oh, yeah. That's the one that just, even today, I'm just like, that's that's disturbing and it it hurts and I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to agree with you there. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's that one's one. haunted me my entire haunted life. Haunted me my entire yeah. life. Yeah. 
my unfab life writes in and says, I'm interested to hear all of your takes on Pet Cemetery. It's been getting seriously panned online. I'm just waiting to hear if it's a theater or a couch movie. Couch. couch. Oh, At best. Spoil the. At best, it's a couch movie. <laughs> Sorry, that's we're having you know such what? a reaction to this movie. I cannot just sit here and there, wait. Yeah, you know like what? Couch. It's, it's a, one of those movies that, like, thing. if you're doing laundry, you don't pause it while you go to get your laundry. Mm. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So you don't you're bother like, pausing uh, it. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. it will be playing really nonstop on HBO or something. Anyway. Uh, about last week's movie, The Rage, Carrie 2, oh. MF Mad, the keeper of the wall of yeah. Uh, oh, yes. fame yeah. for the Saturday Night Freak Show. the uh, he says that we inducted Amy Irving last week because she was the singing voice of Jessica Rabbit in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. All right. Okay. She was in uh, Deconstructing Harry, and she was in The Rage Carry too. All wow. these, you have to be, we have to cover three movies with a, yes. a, a performer or a director. Very interesting. I didn't know she was That's the amazing. singing voice. That's great. I didn't know that either. Uh, Dom Cree says, okay, not being creepy. But I, <laughs> so I'm about to be uh, creepy. I'm about to, it's a preface to, right, a preface to being creepy. creepy yeah. All right. Well, he says, but Sorry, I had Dad. a bit of a nerd crush on actress Emily Burgle eh. from, uh, when All I right. was a teenager. Oh, I remember the sure. pool scene, but that's about it. I don't get how that's creepy. No, it's not creepy. It's not creepy. We've all had that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've, we've all said worse on this podcast. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In uh, the prior week's episode, No Retreat, No Surrender, uh, I don't know if we said it on the episode but kurt mckinney the star of that went on to star as matt reardon in guiding light from mm-hmm. 1994 to 2009 mm-hmm. christian Steele wrote in and said so you're saying he still can't act uh, yeah <laughs> yes, i mean this is I true mean, soap opera that's like the the blue collar of like hollywood right you know yeah. essentially yeah, yeah. 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 you essentially. punch the clock you do yeah uh so both michael whitaker and dom cree had uh some help for us about what we were trying to figure out in that film why the mob would want to buy dojos. Yeah. Yeah, we right. said it was yes. a bad business plan. I was plan. listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> just like, well, you guys made sense. and said made sense. I'm just like, yeah, not a lot of money feels like it's going to be no. coming through. We're going no. out of this no. whole business. No. If okay. a car wash wasn't enough for Walter White, then right. a dojo's not an exact right. I'm mob. using that logic before I read this, that okay. a dojo is a bad idea. Yes. Bad idea. Okay. Yeah. yes. But Michael Whitaker says, perhaps they could make money off of dojos through illegal fighting and gambling. Otherwise, I can't see any logical reason to want to buy up dojos Specifically, also perhaps it's just a good place. Good to have places that are beneath suspicion for hideouts. I think it's like a hiding in plain sight sort of thing, right? I guess you know, like, be, but even then, you yeah, gotta have, you have some an illegal fight club in the basement. Yeah. Well, Dom yeah. Cree says uh, it could be because a they're popular and there's money to be made, and they always keep an eye on is who's there, making money. That's what I'm no, saying. There's is no there money, money to be made no, in dojos? Or he says B, they want their protection money. If you don't cough up, they're gonna force you out. He also says, "Well, yeah, that, that's uh, mob mentality. That's, that's the point of the movie, right?" Well, he makes a point that uh, we, as learned uh, freak show movie reviewers, have completely missed. But Corey Yoon also was a director on Above the Law, starring Cynthia Rothrock, which Dom is head over heels for this movie. Above the Law it is the probably the Cynthia Rothrock movie. He also says oh. uh, Corey Yoon also contributed to the Oz exploitation classic, The Man from Hong Kong, mm. which I think we've seen the trailer for. He says, I heard the dismissive tone that you had when regarding the great King of the Kickboxers movie, a movie with Billy Blanks and a weird snuff film plot element. You oh, no. have to check it out. It he sounds says, ripe. Yeah. What? Freak show, so. Did you just say Billy Blanks? Billy yeah. Blanks. The King of Taibo. What? Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, he also says, P.S., thanks for, uh, to Colin for awakening me to the fact that Bullet for My Valentine did a cover of No Easy Way Out. Well, you're, well, you're welcome. Oh, really? Did they really? Did they? Did we say that on the show? I, we it's been a couple weeks since I've been here. Yeah. I might not remember. Clearly we did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Bullet for My Valentine. I don't remember well. us talking about that. Huh. And uh, finally, about the burning. B-Movie Poster Vault writes in, and uh, he recommended a movie called The Ripper from 1985, which stars... Tom Savini. Oh, all right. All right. I'm yeah. into it. I'll put it on my right. list, man. Yeah. yeah. I think you can the put out the poster the for that. Ripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to see that. Sounds interesting. All right. So uh, now we come to that moment that you've all been waiting for. Colin. What did... <laughs> yes, Sean. What did you think about yesterday's pick of Pet Sematary? <laughs> uh, 2019. Uh, it's pretty easy. Sometimes... Dead is better. There it is. There it is. I think that, that's all right, it. It's all right there. I think we're just going to give Colin the that's wrap it. up yep. and then we can just that's shut it, it down. Sometimes <laughs> dead is better. Because yeah, I think I've articulated everything else yep. that I thought about yeah. the movie. So, yeah, uh, it's a, I mean, uh, on a technical level, you know, I think that there's probably, you know, just based on reading what how people are reacting to the movie, I'm like, okay, there are people who, you know, maybe in 20 years, people are going to be going, this is a classic movie. Because, I mean, you know, the first one, like I said, has its issues and we regard it with a, a high esteem. But if this is your first time that you've seen this and you like it, good for you. But I uh, hated this movie. I hated it. Uh, hard pass. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Stick with the original. It didn't need to be remade. The original is fine. And this one just kind of shits all over it. It's not Pet Cemetery, as far as I'm concerned. Because once you take, uh, it's about the death of your child, Gage. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's more horrible than a 10 year old. I know both of them are terrible. I yeah, can't believe but, I'm defending yeah. this, but it's worse if the kid gets it. Uh, and this movie doesn't do it. It won't commit. won't go all the way. It's not the same movie. Right. Maybe maybe we didn't hit on it enough in our general discussion, but like Gage serves no purpose in this movie yeah. at all. None. Because he None. can't do what Ellie does because he, he can't, can't talk because he's yeah. a two year old. So yeah, he right. serves zero purpose in this movie. No. So pass. Sean, what do you think? Uh, it's worse if a uh, two or three year old gets killed. It's also worse if a two or three year old comes back and starts killing people like that's that's creepier. Like we get the grief portion like is worse with that. I think it's also a little bit scarier when you get a little uh, angel child uh, as it was coming back and just start murdering people with, you know, that's always been the way it is. Horror movie. Yeah. Little, little kids, little creepy. kids. Come yeah. back. This Angelic is kids turn. Um, uh, yeah, this one's pretty uh, straightforward. I, I thought this movie was uh, dull and unimaginative, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it, it uh, I think I hated it too. Mm-hmm. I, I think I hate this movie. It's uh, what, what's the point? It didn't. What's the point? What a waste mm-hmm. in this movie. I'm what? really glad we were all on a similar plane I, yeah, watching this movie. Make, we're know, dunking so hard, but that like, might you know. be why I hate it. Like that, it was because it's a wasted opportunity. Wasted opportunity. It could have been yeah. so good. It had potential. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it just was like I it's don't care about those. Yeah, plot. Yeah. Twenty five yeah. million dollars was squandered. It does. Yeah. It feels like it was squandered. Um, as, as you've heard throughout this podcast, the reasons why we don't like this movie. Um. Thematically, there's nothing there. There's just nothing there to this movie. I have, I, I do not recommend this. Do not watch this. Uh, again, the original may have uh, a few problems, but it's by far a superior movie. Um, just go watch that and just forget they ever went there with this movie. Pass. Hard pass. Holly. Um, I would be really curious to hear what someone who's never seen the original but actually has good taste in movies thinks about this movie. 
You know, I would like. I Does would like that, that person exist. I mean, it's possible. It's very possible. There's, you know, there's lots of movies that I should have seen that I haven't seen. You That's know, true. That's not to true. say I have like the best taste in movies. You know, I'm not no, saying Sean that. Just but... show, Sean just saw The Godfather like five years. Yeah, exactly. Ago. Yeah, it's exactly. exactly. <laughs> I take it back. You're right. It's possible. Yeah, it's, it's, possible. Very, it's true. very possible. So I'd be very curious. But that's to... also uh, uh, this like a backhanded compliment because he's saying I have good taste in movies. I just had not seen The Godfather, <laughs> so I'll take it. Listener, if you are that person, write yeah. to us. Please, please like write I, to I, us. I'm very curious because I, per- I mean, I think we've all been on the same page with this. That this this movie was not executed well at all. The direction is horrible. It's it's horribly written. The acting is just. It even looks it's, bad. It's like subpar is too nice to talk about the acting for this. It's just it's un- word. Yeah, yeah. Like it, the editing you said was off. I agree with that entirely. Yeah. I felt like this this movie was edited and like I, I it was it's no choppy. vision with no vision yeah. whatsoever. Like this movie has no theme. It's just it's just a horribly made movie. So with that in mind, like I said, I would like to hear what someone thinks who has not seen the original to compare it to. And I want to hear if they have all those same problems, too, because I'm pretty sure they're I'm pretty sure it's there. I don't think we're making that up because we love the original so much. But with that said, um, we had said earlier that this movie has it follows the mile markers of the original with certain plot points. That being said, like. I was so bored with this. I was just waiting for those mile markers. I'm like, okay, when's this going to happen? Because I am so over this movie. And I like that. And I found myself not really even paying attention because I was just waiting for them to come. And I think that says just so much about the directing of this movie. It was just, oh God, it was just so awful. And I wanted to, I wanted to like this movie. I wanted to love John Lithgow because I love him so much. And he was disappointing. There was literally nothing about this movie that i liked and i i feel like there's not many times that i can say that that there's i can't pick one thing like there's always something there is not one goddamn thing about this movie that i liked it was a waste of fucking time come on that cow (laughs) no he was a google headline he wasn't in the movie he was a google headline i can't say Um, i liked a headline colin i can't the the line uh well i'm glad you're not a fucking vet was maybe yeah. what well, kind of maybe uh, <laughs> not even it's not even delivered well. Yeah, but yeah. then but then Michaela's like, but he's a fucking doctor. Yeah. But he's right. a doctor. Right. Which is, the, yeah, right. yeah. But it's it is yeah. a of the moment. Like I, I literally yeah. elbowed Holly and was like, but he's a <laughs> yeah, doctor. She did. He's a doctor. He <laughs> she did. know when something's alive or dead. Also, and, and I'm sorry, we <laughs> no, we didn't touch on this, but fine. like uh, Lewis drugs Judd. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Why does that happen in this movie? Because that immediately makes him a villain. He's immediately not a likable person as yeah. soon as he does that. Right. Our person because, who's supposed to be our yes. protagonist is drugging another does person he, we're supposed to like. Does he think like? this uh, yeah. uh, 80-year-old man is going to stop him from um, bear, uh, apparently his daughter and going up the hill? Yeah. yeah. that's what he thinks. And he yeah. drugs he him. Does it, and he drugs him. Yeah. Like, like, as soon as that happened, I was like, well, there's no one likable in this movie anymore. Like, yeah, there's, there's no I one care. I can identify with I hope with she comes back and fucking kills you. Right, right. And no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And I I have to say my biggest problem with this movie is fucking Zelda. She's the scariest part of the original, in my opinion. I was haunted by Zelda from my childhood on. And she has no impact whatsoever. It's boring. It makes no sense. It's bizarre. It completely takes you. Well, I mean, takes you out of the movie. You're not really in it anyway because right. it fucking sucks. Uh, yeah. You have to be but in it to be taken out. You're, of it. you're yeah. in the first movie into the second movie. Basically, is what's happening. But the, it's like they didn't even try to make her scary. I mean, they really. There's really no comparison. I don't know how you match the first one, 
But, but I feel you, like they didn't try. How do you try. go down so much? I feel like exactly. I feel like they weren't confident in their design, and because you never so. saw her face full on, you always saw like parts of yeah. her. You face. saw like three quarters I, of her I face. I feel like yeah. they were like, we can't compete with a thirty-year-old man in makeup, so they were like, we're not going to. So I, I like, we saw her yeah. down the hallway. We saw her like back a lot, but like we never saw just, like a yeah. good full-on shot. It's just they a, weren't confident in that choice. This at all. is yeah. this is the point where I'm like, like steer into this. Um, this kind of new wave of ghost horror movies and everything, and cast the guy who's the crooked man and who's the the, yeah, the guy from it. But uh, yeah, Javier, like that. Uh, Bollet or something. Bollet, like yeah, something like that. Cast that guy. Yeah, fucking Doug her. Jones up in there, you know, get, like get some yeah, just angular shit going on in there. Yeah, it's just go for they that. They were not confident in what no, they it's, did there. It, it's just not. it was just kind of the the last straw to prove that this movie had no balls whatsoever. They didn't take any chances in this movie, and it fucking sucked. I mean, I know it was it was a diet horror movie, and I feel like that's happening way too often with horror movies. Like no one is taking any chances, and it's disappointing as fuck. That's it, right? This there. movie was just so fucking disappointing, and I I, I don't even want <laughs> yeah. Yes, Colin? Colin? Oh, no, no, I was gonna go, but Hereditary, but I know Michaela hated it. No, it, at I least didn't. that guy was. But like, like okay, but like. I hated did, it for a different reason, but yeah, like I saw it. Yeah, but did you hate it? No, I hated it. Oh, okay. But I, but I like, but <laughs> I agree with. But okay, I hated it, but I also agree with what you're saying. Like, yes, I agree that it took chances and made choices, and I respect it for that. Yes, it's just not for me. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it's not for me. I agree. There's a difference. You totally know agree. The mainstream like, one is like. Uh, we're gonna make I respect it. that movie a lot more than I respect this yeah, movie. Okay. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I agree. Okay. I completely agree with that statement. Yeah. So yeah, no. F- he, huge fucking pass on Pet Cemetery 2019. Don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Michaela. Uh, obviously, it's hard. It was impossible for me to separate, like, my love of the book and my love of the original movie from this movie. Like, I really, I, there's just no way I was going to go into this without being like, well, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. But, like, I didn't expect to say that's not right so many times. Yeah. Like, I, I thought, like, Colin and I have talked off mic about this movie for months, right? And Colin, you said, and I thought for sure you were going to be right, and you weren't. I thought for sure you were going to be right when you said it's going to be just like the Carrie remake where it's going to be a boring retread of the original. I wish this was a boring retread. I wish it was the same movie I've seen, but with better actors. It's not. It should be. It should be A-list people doing a movie I've already seen. I would I would at least be like, I get it, you know, like it's a cash grab. But this one, it's like a cash grab, but also like, uh, fuck you to everything you know. <laughs> like I don't I don't get what it's trying to say because it, it wants to take your money because you know the original movie, but also wants to be like, this isn't your mom's original movie. And I don't understand how I'm supposed to feel about that. It's just this should be a showcase for actors to flex their like, look at me crying on camera and look how dramatic I can be and look how over the top I can be. But it makes sense in this setting because these circumstances are insane. How was there like no feeling in the funeral there, scene? No, it was nothing. Like okay, nothing happened in that okay, scene. Listener, if you ever want to tell if an actor is actually crying or fake crying, look at where their tears come out. If their tears come straight down the middle of their face, that's an eye drop they put in their eye. If their eyes are really red and bloodshot and the rims of their eyes are really red, that's a menthol stick that they rub on their eye to make mm-hmm. them cry. It's very easy to tell when someone is fake crying. And Jason Clark is very much fake crying. Very red eyes. Movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if someone looks like they're high as fuck when they're crying, it's a menthol stick they're rubbing in their eyes to make them cry. It, it's There's a million ways you can make someone fake cry in a movie. And like 
this movie, I like, like I said, I went into it being like Jason Clark is in, I can't remember anything about him. He has no presence on screen to now. I'm like, he's terrible. He's just a bad actor. I never once felt bad for anyone in this movie. I didn't connect with anyone in this movie. I never felt any grief. I never, I never felt anything period. Um, the, the fucking child actors. I mean, gate, the, the kid that plays gauge is doing the best he can for what little he's given. Um, Ellie is a fucking ham sandwich. Just overdoing it, but I also think she's given really shitty dialogue. I I just this movie starts threads without finishing them, and it introduces new things and it changes things that end up hurting the integrity of the film. And they had something so good they could have done, and they just wasted it. And they wasted it to be like you don't know what's coming, and that's it. Like they wasted it to just be like you don't know this movie, and I I don't like I don't understand. This has to just be it, like, it made a lot of money, so let's make this movie. That's the only reason this exists. That's totally what it is. Yeah. and <laughs> Or at least why it made a lot of money, we can finally push this forward, and no one's going to tell yeah. us no, yeah. because it's Stephen King. We have King. to have the next big Stephen King thing, yeah. because the Dark Tower worked out so well. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I was hoping that, like, even if it was bad, I was hoping that I could at least be like, I saw John Lithgow deliver, like, some amazing monologues and really have some moments that I could connect with. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even have those. He didn't get any good moments. Of, like, it's that damn road. And, like, any of those moments that we quote all the time from that original movie, like, none of that happened. He honestly seemed like a grouchy old curmudgeon that I don't even want to talk to. Like, he had none of the warmth and, like, love no that... Warmth. No Fred heart. Gwynn had in that. And, like, I know. So, like, when I was listening to a Who lot knew of. You know what a treasure Fred Gwynn was. But right. You know, the thing is, like, I'm I'm reading these reviews. John Lithgow is phenomenal. No, he's John not. John Lithgow, at least, is I, phenomenal. I love John him. Lithgow he's bad. He's great in this movie. I love him as an actor. These he's people, bad in this. There's want John Lithgow to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, there's on, this, like, the, culture in a, of. On paper, it makes sense. Or, on great, paper, it makes sense, but it doesn't work out. In a movie screen. where everything is bad, John yeah. Lithgow is the best part even though he's horrible that's and what i think is. that's, yeah. what, that that's is. what it is yeah. yeah but okay so i when i was listening to this interview with the directors they were talking about like why he didn't have the main accent and everything and they were saying that he was very good friends with fred gwynn right they did a couple plays together and everything they were their pals from a long time ago um he did a table read where he did a main accent and they were like perfect right um and then when they show up to shoot that day he doesn't do it and they're like well, why aren't you doing it and he's like well i realized when i do it i sound like i'm doing an impression of him so he kind of felt like if he did a main accent, he would just be doing like a Fred Gwynn mm-hmm. in Pet Cemetery yeah. impression, yeah. right? I, I get that. that. I understand yeah. when that. When they announced it, yeah. I'm like, how are you? You have yeah. to do yeah. the Fred Gwynn impression. Yeah. You, this is a lose-lose for an Right. Actor. So I understand <laughs> yeah. stepping back away from the accent. I get it. But I felt like there was like, but I felt like he didn't even try. No, because like, then it's like, then I'm not even going to compete. Yeah. Which is a lot of what this movie feels right. like. Yeah. It's just, I'm not, oh, the first one it did better. it better. Yeah. I can't do it better. Yeah. I'm not even going to compete. I, f- I felt nothing for any character in this movie. I felt nothing, period, for this movie other than frustration with it trying to trick me and outsmart me. And, uh, like, I felt mad that I gave money to this movie when it thought it was smarter than I was. You and didn't have to. It, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I, I know. I, 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 like I said, obviously my bias and my love for this movie is obviously going to cloud my judgment, so take that for what you will. But do not see this movie. M- maybe if two years from now you're listening to this and it's like streaming with commercials on HBO, catch a few minutes to see if it's something you would like. Right. Eventually, but, yeah, wait through three years and like the curiosity gets yeah. you just like, huh. No, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that two years from now there's somebody who loves this movie who's listening to us tonight and hopefully... 
we've convinced them that you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you know what? They were right. Yeah. But like, but like, it's like Colin, you and I were talking off mic about how like we were worried it was going to be like the the Carrie remake, right? You know, it's going to be these A list actors mm-hmm. and like, but they're also not going to bring anything to it. But it's not even that. It no, doesn't even worse. come to that level. So yeah. it's worse than that because like, at least the Carrie remake had Chloe Gersmeretz and Julianne Moore. Giving it their all, right? They're trying yeah. their hardest. Yeah. They're doing yeah. their best. And that's best. a bad movie. And that's a yeah, bad... Because it, yeah. it's unnecessary. It's like, yeah. you know, Psycho, the remake, or The Omen, or Carrie. It's like, right. you're doing it so close to the original. It's like, What's I the can point? just go watch the original. And, and that's kind of yeah. where I'm at with this. And the, like, Car- the Carrie movie has been lost two time because of that. Like, if anyone's going to revisit Carrie, they're going to watch the original. They're not going to watch the Julianne Moore, Claire Grace Moretz. I'm hoping this one gets lost two time. I'm will. hoping yeah. it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I the the marketing push for this was huge, so I'm sure you've seen it everywhere. But j- yeah, mm-hmm. just don't fucking see it. Just don't see it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I like I I mean, Miguel's in of the this, corner rocking. Going, I just, just I'm just so upset. Just, just don't see it. Like I'm so I'm so mad. I gave my money to this. I'm just like because like I'm really like at first I was like, is it going to beat Shazam at the box office? And now I'm like, please don't, please don't <laughs> beat Shazam. Shazam probably deserves it at this point. So. Um, don't go see Pet Cemetery. Why am I looking forward to Shazam? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah. yeah. I'm going with uh, number two, Pet Cemetery. Number two. It's he gonna the first weekend. It's gonna come out. And Captain Marvel will probably be number three, right? We're trying yeah. to. We're trying to. Uh, it's us or Dumbo. I think for number three, we're yeah. we're trying no, to impact Dumbo, you no. on the second week. Yes. Like, yeah. Should you go? Are you gonna? No. Oh, I didn't catch the first the week. Keep your money. Drop. Yeah. Don't do it. And yes, you are. Now that you've listened to our yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Keep your money. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So I guess that's uh, Pet is. Cemetery 2019. <laughs> Super sized episode. Yeah. yeah. Unanimous. Yep. All right. So uh, next week we're going to watch a movie that's chosen by Colin. Colin, what are you going to make us watch next week? Uh, next week we're going to watch a little movie called Waxwork. Have you guys seen this? No, I've never, never seen it. I think I've seen it, but it's been a long time. Okay. This was like a grab bag out of a hat. I was going to do another movie, and then Joe Bob's doing it this week. Oh, and I'm like, he? I don't want to see it twice. Because uh, I was going to like not watch. Oh, yeah, because I'm like, i got to watch a Larry Cohen movie. He right, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, oh, yeah, I could have picked true. something else, I suppose. Right, but I'm yeah. just like, oh, fuck it. Well, I'll choice. watch Q the Winged Serpent right. and see if it's any good. But uh, so, yeah, we're going to watch Waxwork right, cool. <laughs> next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark.